Welcome, everybody. We are back again for another All Elite Murder Theater podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're glad that you are. We're starting to slowly get this built up. Want to say hi to everybody. How you doing, Chris? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing good. How about you, Tammy? How are you? I am wonderful. I am sunny. Let's talk about AEW wrestling. There we go. So there is, of course, as always, a lot to talk about. We had quite a week this week. We had Dynamite. We had Rampage. And then we had the Battle of the Belts. The Battle of the Belts, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of com comments on. You know, I've been reading the rags on that and what's been going on and how people's opinions are. But I guess we'll get into that. That was a strange one. I, I would say this is probably the strangest week in AEW as far as how things were rolling, how storylines were rolling. I'm not sure if, you know, there's more to this COVID thing that's going on in AEW than meets the eye, which is quite possible. Um, but before we get into that, you know, we want to touch on the dark and dark elevation. Again, we were lucky enough to be there for this taping that they showed. So we got to see that live and we also got to uh, recap that again. But let's go around real quick and do dark and dark elevation so that we can get right into the other matches so that we don't have a four hour podcast instead of a two hour podcast. <laughs> so we'll keep it short and sweet. So again, dark, dark elevation. Let's talk about, we're going to start with Chris best new talent. Who you thought, who do you, who did you think was the new best talent on that show? All right. So I yield my time on that question. Okay. Tammy. Oh my gosh. I feel like we're in Congress. Thank you. All right. Start the clock, sir. Why are you? So here's the thing. We'll start the right. clock. Here's the thing. I, I will take the time. I've got six people, right? Um, none of them were like super boss for me. It's mm. Sky Blue, Troy Hollywood, Jake Atlas, Mike Orlando, Megan Bain, and Valentina Rossi. Um, the six of them, six, seven, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I was into all of them. Mike Orlando in particular, because he reminded me of Adam Bomb back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, Megan Bain was super cool. I liked her entrance. She seems really unique. But, I mean, nothing performance-wise really jumped out. So There you go. Tammy, go ahead. What's your best new okay, talent? Is this the same week we had Hollywood, too? Yep. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so I liked Hollywood, but I that he didn't get my vote for this week. My two vote, and like I like a lot of the people that Chris mentioned too, but we've seen them before. So I was thinking more of people I haven't seen before, even though they're new talent and they're on dark. So I love like a lot of the people like Rossi and people like that that Chris mentioned. But for me, I thought I loved Rolando. Rolando <laughs> was exhilarating. I want to see Rolando every week. So I really liked the Rolando Perez, Austin Green, and Donnie Primetime against the Gun Club. I thought they were super fun. Um, was one of them the mini, mini Wardlow? Who was that? That was, I remember somebody like a mini Wardlow this week too, but I don't know if that was on their team. I don't think I think so, that but... would have been one of those three guys. I don't know which one's which, but one of them was very big and he looked kind of out of place next to the other two. That was, was really Austin Green. that was Austin Green. Yeah, I think that was Austin Green. I, I would love to see more of them. So they stood out for me. And then um, the, Megan Bain was so fun. I loved the whole gimmick, but she could wrestle too. 
when she got yeah. in and I would love to see her back. She has a fully fleshed character that could be a lot of fun. Um, it was just, I really liked Dark and Dark Elevation these weeks. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit actually. So those are my two ones that I would uh, do is I would say Megan Bain. I love the whole Greek goddess gimmick. Um, she was fierce to back up the look, which I think is important. You can't, but then she also matched up against Layla Gray, who I think is astounding and should be signed. So, you know, that was kind of like one of my favorite matches this week. It was a lot of fun. They were always, they like, Layla's always a professional. She should definitely be signed. And I think Megan should be too. And that Rolando, we were there live. So we saw Rolando. So we, we saw a lot of these people live and a lot of them have more personality than you see. And Rolando got the crowd pumped. Like he was a great hype man. He was like pumping us up. And, and then when he got in, he flew around and he was just unique and fun. So that's my answer for that question this week. I, with me on the new talent, I definitely think Megan Bain was there. I think that she's super strong. I think she'd have a great matchup between Statlander or Jamie Hayter or any of the powerhouses that are in uh, the women's division of, of, of AEW. Uh, she's got a great gimmick. She's probably one of the uh, a few, aside from Abaddon, that is on Dark that has a, that has a gimmick like that. You know, not everybody kind of has their music and has their intro and then they come out, but they don't have a big to do. Like, you know, you see the Lucha Brothers, they have a big to do. The Bucks have a big to do. Cody Rhodes has a big to do. Megan Bain's got that, which is really cool. So it's, uh, it's presentation. Yeah. It, I mean, the presentation's cool. It gets you like, you know, it's like, wow, okay, who's this? You know, because we yeah. were like, that's what we were. When she came rolling out with those two two, and two ladies in tow, me and Tammy were like, who's this person? We're like, what's yeah. I mean, and they're like really going for it, man, which was yeah, really right. cool. You know, so I thought that that was really awesome. And I, I, I'm very excited to see her wrestle some more. And, you know, okay, Marina Shafir was in there again. So I'm, uh, she's one of my top ones. So, um you know, those, those were the two standouts for me. Those are definitely the two standouts for me. So, um, but yeah, so let, hopefully we'll see them again and, and we'll go from there. So uh, Chris, number two story that was, what was the storyline that pushed, pushed everything? I didn't have one. Okay. I, I, I did. I did not feel like there was a single storyline that really went anywhere. Um, other than maybe the Statlander Layla Hirsch thing. But That's even right. that was, even that was kind of, uh sloppy almost mm -hmm. uh, i didn't i don't know i like i said I, I don't really have one right there wasn't much go ahead tammy what did you think i agree with chris if, if there was going to be something that that was the only thing that spoke to a, a larger storyline i think we've already seen it coming a little bit but it, i feel like it really cemented it so it's definitely a storyline push and if you're into the the storyline and the drama uh, and you don't watch Dark and Dark Elevation, I think it's important to know about that one element, which is why we have that question here. So if somebody didn't catch up on it and they're just listening to us, I would definitely say that uh, Layla tagged herself in basically when she shouldn't have. And her and Statlander are definitely coming up with a rivalry. They're not working together as teammates and it's just setting up that they're going to go against each other. I love Legit. So, and I like Statlander. So it's a lot of fun, but all of these things, like they feel like, I feel like we see this in different versions with a lot of people. And I, I feel like like creativity is, is 
not hard to come by. I don't know why it's so hard, but a little bit more creativity with developing rivals is something, a tip I'd give to whoever's writing the storylines is, we keep seeing this, oh, somebody tags themselves in. I've seen like different versions and I've been in this in less than a year. You know what? There's so many creative ideas you could come up with other than that to create rivalries. So I, I, I hope that they do better mm-hmm. with that. But that definitely pushed it. That's my answer. For that. I agree. I think that that was probably the only storyline push that I saw that night. I think it's um, we're going to see more and more of that develop, which is kind of cool. Um, hopefully we see some other lady wrestlers, you know, throw on some tag teams on that and kind of, you know, who, who's legit going to team up with because she really doesn't have an island right now, if you really think about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, there wasn't a whole ton that really pushed the story. So that was, you know, that's all I really had for that. All right. Best match of that of Dark and Dark Elevation, Chris. What did you think? Uh, for me, it was uh, Elevation, the Jay Lethal Hollywood match. Um, that was great. I love Jay Lethal. I love that he's still getting a good reaction, um, even though probably a lot of AEW fans don't necessarily know who he is because his heyday was, you know, maybe 10 years ago or more. Mm-hmm. Um and he's kind of, you know, he's kind of lost some of his steam over in Ring of Honor or whatever. He's like, he was a staple over there. Um, and honestly, I really want to see like the Black Machismo character. I want to see the Ric Flair character. I want to see all of his impression stuff come through because that's where he really shines as this like crazy off the wall, like almost multiple personality kind of guy. Um, but Troy Hollywood was uh, fantastic, I thought, in this match. Um, he was really clever. There was a lot of psychology there. It was good. Um, and, and honestly, there wasn't, I didn't feel, I, you guys were a lot more stoked about this than me. I didn't, I didn't really vibe on elevation and dark this week. There just wasn't enough there for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. what do you think, Tammy? What's yours? What was your favorite? What was your favorite match? So we were there for those shows and maybe that's why we have a different feeling about it. Cause we, we were there for the live energy and you do see a tiny bit more from everybody. I think like I see the the new talent really working in the crowd and showing their personality where you don't necessarily, you don't really see their intros and things like that on TV. And so I, I felt that that made a difference. I feel like if I, it's like a band, sometimes you see them live and you have a completely different outlook. And I feel like it's similar with some of these wrestlers when you're there and your live energy, you get to see the things that they're, they don't cut away from. So that's probably why we feel differently. I have a couple. Um, I agree with Chris, actually. The Jay Lethal Hollywood, you know, even when we were there, I think you'll remember, Rafe, how I said how much I liked that. I enjoyed Hollywood so much. And Hollywood in person is even more charismatic. Both of them are. And there was so much love in the crowd for both of them, and especially Hollywood. And so that was really exciting because I don't think we'd ever seen Hollywood before. Mm-hmm. Nope, that was and a good one. It was really exciting. And I would say honorable mention for the um, Marina Shafir, Valentina Rossi match. That was really brutal. And I liked that. I liked the brutality of that match a lot, which I don't feel like I got as much during the main matches. And then I had another one starred. Really looking through real quick. While you're talking, while you're looking for that, I want to say Valentina Rossi, two nights in a row. So she had two matches. She had one on Elevation and one on Dark. That girl can sell like nobody's business. She makes everybody look good. Love her. They got to get rid of the soft thing, though. I think it cheapens her. 
That's that Italian stereotype. She needs to be like something that more. That might be her that. idea, though. Huh? It might be, that's, but I'm just she saying. Might have come up with that. She probably did, and you know, we all have to be. It's something. It's definitely. I yeah. remember it, so I'll give her credit for that. But I think she's fiercer than cooking the sauce, just like Red Velvet's fiercer than stirring up some cake batter for Red Velvet cake, because that's what right. I took away from that. So, anyways. Oh, I think I like the Jake Atlas versus Serpentico just because it was unique and interesting. And that was the first time we had seen Jake. And when he came out with his sparkles, I was all about the sparkles. I want to mess up that. I thought it was so cool. Um, He's very athletic and uh, Serpentico confuses me sometimes. I guess it's just because I'm a dominant personality and he doesn't seem to be one. He allows himself to be used by luther so i think i have triggers surrounding that like dude you know be your own person because he's very talented so i think i i kind of have these issues around him when he's you know does he needs someone to push his head in and headbutt him and use him as a ram or something like that and i i I would like i mean it's kind of cool it's interesting so uh but i would i like to see people that are their own people and that don't rely on their teammate to be a star and he definitely has everything and it was but he definitely did the whole headbutt thing, but we kind of expect that too. And it's kind of interesting. So I don't really know where I'm going with my opinion on this, but uh, the headbutt you know, thing scares it's mixed. me. No. It's mixed, which is a good thing. When you don't know how you feel about something, I think you're in a great place. Yeah. yeah. For me, I would say uh, I really like the Hobbs Cabana match. I thought that that was a lot of fun. Um, the Jamie Hader match, of course, I'm biased, but she was just she's brutal she's flawless man she's absolutely flawless she she sells the hits she just she throws everybody around man she's she Ah. really has the experience that a lot of the other ladies don't have you know and i mean we can obviously you can see that when we go into these this other match that tag team match that she had i mean that was that was one of her that that was one of her best on dynamite but I mean, yeah. she was just brutal. I thought Maddie Renkowski knee almost flipped out of her body there. I mean, I saw that live and I'm chills went down my spine. I don't know how that girl yeah. did not rip her knee apart. Um, so those two were, were, were the highlights for me. And of course, that's true. I, I really liked it. I really liked the Jay lethal one too. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but I would have to say the Hobbs uh, cabana. Cause there was an, uh, you, you don't expect it, but cabana is an almost equal size to, to Hobbs. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. And for a big man like him, he can flip off the ropes, man. So he's agile. So it's it was a that was a lot of fun and very entertaining because he's kind of silly. And so that was yeah. a, that was a good break in in all but of it. He's a bad dude, man. He is, Cold man. Man is no joke. He's great. He's great. And but I mean, I really thought all of matches had something that were very entertaining to them. Just yeah. some of them stuck out more than the others. So, That's and, true. I mean, and I think that AEW has got a good roster and I just hope that they, they use these people that we see and they pull the, they see what we see and pull that pull those people in to like do more and more stuff. So hopefully that's yeah. going to be, that's going to be the vibe on that. So um, that takes care of dark and dark elevation. Let's start moving on to dynamite dynamite. Ooh. I don't even know where to start. We're going to start with you, Chris. The first match of the night. I mean, I don't know how they're going to up their game on this. It was Hangman Attitude. Defends against Brian Danielson. I mean, this was huge. 
huge, monumental. Brian Danielson getting his first loss. Uh, Hangman getting his first real win in a title defense. I mean, massive implications for the future. I don't think we'll see these two go at it again. This was very decisive, in my opinion. I hope so. I think so, too. I think that all the moves were great. It wasn't, I mean, technically, it was a great match. Everything seemed to go as seemed like they planned on doing. I mean, Hangman, you know, he's got he's got just as much cardio as Danielson does. Um, uh, the, the 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 crimson masks were great, you know, especially with Danielson. It showed, uh, you know, how, how Hangman uh, was able to counter a lot of Danielson's moves. And, and and contribute and like uh, take in account Danielson's experience, the way that they sold the match, and yep. um, I mean it's only twenty, it's only January of twenty twenty two, but that this could be you know very well could be the match of the year. I, I mean, in my opinion, so far. I mean, I mean, I remember thinking that last January, February about a couple matches too, like the right. the earlier stuff that was going on last year, and then fast forward to now and i don't even remember those versus the last five or six months of what's been going on so if this is any taste of what the new year is going to be like bring it on i mean it was it was it was the perfect ending to that if that is the ending to it um obviously danielson wants to be a champion and he's probably going to be at some point um uh, but i mean technically the match was great tammy what's your opinion on that go ahead chris no, I want to see go him go for Sammy's title. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be a great match. Yeah, for sure. What's your thoughts, ahead, Tammy? Are you finished, Chris? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of things that I did not like about that night, but this was the shining gem for me. And as a person that has been in this for less than a year and only watches AEW, I have not the perspective that someone like Chris has. So somebody new, and I'm representing for all you new people because we want new people, right? So, but we don't have all this history. So when Danielson or Ruby or CM Punk come in, we don't have any relationship with them. So we don't know about how wonderful they are, their personality, their dramatic history or anything like that. So I hate when they come in and everybody thinks they're wonderful and they win everything all the time. Cause it's just like being resentful if you were in a family and some kid came in and started getting all the good stuff and you didn't get anything and you've been there the whole time. So it takes me longer to, for, I need a connection. You know, I need that emotional connection. And I feel like, Danielson has been bringing me along where he showed more of his personality at first it's like okay he's the great dragon everybody loves him he's a super good wrestler what an amazing match with him and Kenny Omega you know great wonderful but I saw no personality and now I'm slowly I've saw this really cool heel side that is different than the other heels too because it's like not a complete heel like he's not like a shit talker like mjf it's more just like i'm just a real badass and i can respect yeah. that yeah. and that's not n- neither here nor there as far as heel or face i'm just a badass and i don't give a fuck and you know we all know that i am a whimsical artist but my alter ego doesn't give a fuck either but it's i'm not mean i don't pick on people 
you know, or anything like that, but I'll fuck you up if I have to, you know what I mean? Because for the greater good. So um, I get that. So this brought that for me, you know, like to Danielson, the way that like they went together, um, I just loved it. And it would have been okay whoever won, but I, I did want to see Hangman have his title a little longer. And so here are my notes on this particular match. This is the only match I really liked of the night. So I had a lot of trauma of this night. So I'm thankful for it. Um, I put, okay, we all know Tammy's notes are really scattered and I'm, and, I, and I'm just reading them as I wrote them in the moment. That's what we want. Okay, I'm just letting everyone know. And sometimes my handwriting isn't good because I have a little dysgraphia. But um, so I put Danielson working out? Question mark. Oh, this is jumping jacks. Hoping don't get drawn out. And then Moonsault to nowhere ended up working out. Hangman starts strong, showing his moves. Danielson's headbutts gave me a headache. Wow, flipping outside the ring and landing on their feet. Best ever. Oh, snap. It came around. Bloody jumping jacks. Bloody headbutts. Wild man page looking deranged. Oh, missed. Headbutt city. Brutal. Woohoo! Cowboy shit. Those are my notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I got. I really think we need to end that conversation on that match with that. <laughs> Hold on. I want to say one more thing. All right, go ahead. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this does to Danielson's personality. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, mm -hmm. he's already unleashed this, this kind of what I, what I love him for. He's already letting it out now, but this is going to push him to another level of pissed off. Um, mm -hmm. I feel sorry for anybody who he's in line with next. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I'm I glad you added that because now I'm going to be paying more attention to that too. I mean, I, he's, yeah. he's like a half shoot fighter. Like he does not play in the ring. Like when you go in with Danielson, you're you're gonna get hurt regardless. You're gonna feel it the next day, maybe even for the next week. And he he expects that from his opponents as well. He's a tough dude, um, nicest guy on earth. But Jesus Christ, that dude means business. He does absolutely. And I think that that's why people love him so much because he just comes in and he's a worker, and he absolutely. just comes in and kills it. And, and it's great. I mean, it's, I, I mean, entertaining as hell. That was the, that was an entertaining match. I, I mean, that was a, again, that was a pay-per-view match. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really but, was. I mean, I would have paid for that match. And it was a beautiful payoff to the draw. Like right. I was, I was, I was extremely happy about it working out in the end because it mm -hmm. felt very finished. It felt, it felt meaningful. Yeah, it yes. definitely did. Definitely did. I think Chris brings up a great point that I brought up but didn't put in my nose because I was writing them in the moment but thought about later was that we needed some sort of like final match where somebody won or lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. really did with Danielson, right. you know? So now then after that match, I don't know if that was the, when MJF came out or we went right into the Malachi Black match. So, I, have, I have notes on that. We, okay. there we had a, a, we had a segment here. there with the acclaimed. With the acclaimed. That's right. Uh, you want to take that, Chris? What? So, I mean, basically, they, they go backstage and the acclaimed are there. They're talking about uh, Darby Allen and Sting and that whole thing. Um, it was okay. 
I, I, I am definitely on the line with the acclaim now. I, I'm, I'm into those guys. I'm digging the personalities. Whatever weirdness they had for me before seems to have dissipated. Um, Caster is also improving with his, with his stuff, even when it's not, you know, um, I prefer him speaking rather than the lyrical stuff. But even with his, you know, rap stuff now, it's, it's definitely a lot better. Uh, somebody put a birdie in his ear and he's, he's, he's bringing it. So, I mean, it was a good segment, but I don't, I don't know that I'm necessarily excited to see either of them and Darby Allen and Sting together. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how that match goes. We'll see, you know, um, I mean, I think the acclaimed are technically good wrestlers, man. I I've seen them, I've seen them a bunch of times and they can, they got the moves. They know how to sell. They know how to give. I mean, so. Definitely. Cool I just hope that. there's chemistry there with them and, and that team, because it's, yeah. it's a very odd mix of styles. It is. But every time I I've seen a Darby sting tag team match, it's never disappointed me. So never. it's never You're disappointed me. Right. I mean, I've always, they've always pulled it up and gone up another gear to make it entertaining. So I don't, I don't see that falling short. So I still think it's going to be really good. Now, Tammy, what was your thoughts on on that uh, promo with the acclaim? Do you remember that? What about the Jericho promo? Uh, we're, we'll that's, get to that. That's later on. That's oh, later okay. on. That's I later. Have no, on. Then I have nothing. Okay, no I'm problem. Not, I'm not weighing in on that. And then after that, I believe that we got into the Malachi Black versus Pillman, right? Uh, no, that was or, way later. Um, the next thing that happened after that segment was the MJF versus Sean Dean match. Oh, that's well, right. Oh, if this you can whole... call it that. But when Punk came out. Uh, which I was so excited for. And then, you know, MJF kind of ran away a little bit. And then yeah. Punk got the DQ right. on MJF and gave him a start to the year with a losing record. I thought that was fantastic psychology. It, I've never seen it done that way before. Mm-hmm. Um, in this particular fashion. Now, yes, this has happened before. Different storylines, whatever, different companies. But this felt like it meant something because AEW is so... Uh, adamant about their statistics mattering um so and and mjf the look on his face i mean that said it all you know yeah Uh, i felt bad for sean dean for a second but then he realized he was getting the win he's like okay i'll take a shitty gts i don't care right exactly no doubt well it wasn't a good gts either it looked like shit it did look like shit it was very poorly executed but i can tell you that was a great great way to pull in a storyline I mean, that really was really cool. And to really, really piss off MJF. I mean, I mean, that, we're getting this out of it too. I know we got the war. Well, I got some theories on that. So, um, and I got, I'll share those in a bit, but um, I really honestly think that since they do are big on the stats and big on the records and big on the rankings, which they seem to be kind of loosey goosey. Cause I'll talk about Scorpio sky and how he should have got the shot at uh, at Sammy and, and the title match, but but that's nor here nor there. But I agree. I it agree. was a, it was a very good way that they got MJF fired up to get him to push him more in that storyline. So I, I mean, Man, I really like that. I so thought he was going to be like, "You want your match? You got it!" Right, right, right. Then he pulled the Wardlow thing, and I was like, "Oh shit!" CM well, Punk and Wardlow. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's going to be something. Who Who's going to come out of that? Well, I've got a theory on that. I'm going to let Tammy speak on this, on the MJF thing, and then I'm going to go back to the Wardlow Punk thing real quick. I don't 
have a, a lot to say. My notes just say super fun when CM Punk got MJF disqualified. This is a fun bit. Very fun rivalry. Love this big back and forth. I'm yeah, it is. It's a cool back and forth. Now, as far as like the CM Punk Wardlow, I don't think they're going to spend a minute wrestling each other. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think that this is going to be something. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. I don't think Wardlow's going to touch him. I think that something's going to happen and Wardlow's going to be like, I'm done with MJF. I think this is when he turns. And I think that CM Punk is going to start hanging out with Wardlow. But that's just, so. that's my theory. I oh. would love that. That's a cool Wouldn't theory. Wouldn't that be cool? That would yeah, be would a be cool theory. Cool. I want more for Wardlow. I'm ready for this. They cannot be like dangling this any longer. Right. Let's let's do this. Two reasons Wardlow for that. Wardlow deserves more. I want to see more from Wardlow. I would see him and CM Punk would be really interesting together. Yeah, I think CM. Yeah, I think I think he says I'll be your bodyguard, CM Punk, and then that's going to be the gig because I don't think CM Punk wants to get power slammed by Wardlow. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> At all. Yeah. So, but fuck being somebody's bodyguard. He needs to be his own well, man. Well, then I didn't, and then I think that CM Punk will be like, no, man, you're an equal of mine. We're going to do this together. I think that's going to be how so. the storyline goes. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think they're going to wrestle well, a minute. That's what I think. I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's actually going to be a DQ, and I think MJF's going to come out and cause some shit. Interesting. Mm, we shall when see. When is this happening? Wednesday. Okay. So, so before we move on, I want to say one thing because there were some very specific jabs thrown, uh, and I'm going to say it, WWE, um, this whole thing MJF's been pushing with, he's got Bruce Pritchard on speed dial and all this bullshit. Um, and CM Punk told him, go ahead, fuck off then. Right. I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that was cool. we'll be buried in an hour. We will never see you again. Try it. That but was then great. MJF with the whole bidding war of 2024. I'm he's not going anywhere, dude, ever. Unless yeah. somebody offers him a fat fucking check because he knows he's got it made. <laughs> yeah. He does. He knows he's one of the stars of AEW. He'll never be a star like that in WWE. No, he'll never be a star like this anywhere, I don't think. I don't think any other company would appreciate his talent and give him as much time as he's getting because he yeah. is gold. Yeah. But he, it's not like he's a ratings guy. Like people don't tune in for him necessarily. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Just so, all right. Mind. Yeah. Well, that's going to be fun. I can't wait to see that. But like I said, I don't think CM Punk, I don't think they're going to touch one another in that ring. I think something's going to happen. I don't know exactly what yet, but I think something's going to happen and we're going to go from there. So then I think at this point we get to the Malachi Black versus Pillman wrestling. Uh, right? So we went from that match. There was a Cody segment, which was wasted because the fucking yeah, match obviously. didn't even happen. Right. Uh, and then Chris Jericho had a little segment where he came out and was talking. Oh, that's uh, right. He was. He was confronted by 2.0. There was like a brawl. Kingston mm -hmm. came out. Um, that was a whole thing. And then there was a segment with Adam Cole challenging Jake Atlas. That's right. Uh, which subsequently, I believe, actually ended in an injury on that match. But we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got to Wardlow versus Antonio Zambrano. That's true. That's true. Yep. And then and there was there was some gentle turn teases in there. I think. Um, it was it was interesting. 
Uh, Wardlow, I, I think he, what was it, six power bombs, five power bombs? At least. He, like, he really drew it out this time, and Sean Spears was doing his normal shtick. And I thought, okay, this is the one. This is like the third or fourth week in a row where I'm like, this is when it's going to happen. No! It's annoying. And then they were walking up the ramp, and Sean goes to throw him a a handshake or a high five or whatever, and Wardlow went ahead for it. And I was like, damn it! Something happened, please! I know. I'm so sick of this shit. That's why Um, I think it's going to be the CM Punk match. That's why I think that's when it's going to be. So, I mean, that was a squash, really, again, and it was sort yeah. of just more building. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that before I, I – because after that, we had the women's match. Do not. Do not. So, let's move on. I don't, I don't have any more to that. I just want to – I want to talk about that when that actually occurs. So Well, I really right. liked the Chris Jericho promo with 2.0. I thought it really pushed a story, though. It was a great – I promo. fucking love Chris Jericho. I'm yeah. so glad to see him back. That was a good yeah. promo. With Wardlow, it's just the same shit every week. We're just ready for him to turn. Yep. That's all yep. I ever will have to say until he turns. Yep. All right. Uh, so I thought that Malachi Black was the next match. No? Am I so wrong? So that, that actually – Was the third match? That was Rampage, wasn't it? No. Rampage, I thought, was Adam Cole and Jake Atlas. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so we had the women's match, then there was a Serena Deeb segment, and then the Malachi Black Pillman thing. Okay, so, okay, yeah, Serena Deeb. uh, We could Wait, 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 wait. Let's rewind to this fucking Jade Cargill, Ruby Soho match. Oh, God. Can we talk about this, please? Okay. Oh, my God, yes. um, Let me preface this by this. I give all of these wrestlers credit for wrestling and doing what they do and putting themselves on the line. Yeah, like this. you can say that when it's your turn, Rafe. It's Chris's turn now. Go ahead, Chris. Is it? It doesn't have to be my turn. I don't have to go first. It's your turn. It's your turn, buddy. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about this really specifically, but I was super disappointed. I did not see this coming. Um, they've been pushing Soho so hard, and I love her so much. I really thought she was going to be the first champ. The match was sloppy. Cargill was slow. She looked like she didn't know what was going on. Granted, she's only been doing this for however long, six, seven months, something like that. Um, but the 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 end bit, like the match, it wasn't that great for me. The ending, though, once she did win and her daughter came out and all that, it felt very sweet. It was it was a good moment. I actually I started like at the end, I was like, okay, good for you. All right, nice. Um and then again, after that, I was like, man, why the fuck? I don't understand this booking shit. It doesn't make sense to me. There was no reason for Jade Cargill to beat Ruby Soho in this manner. It, I, I don't see how it benefits anybody, anyone. Um, Ruby looks like shit. Jade was sloppy. She seems like a, a placeholder champion. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. That's all I can say. Tammy, your thoughts, and then I'll okay. chime in. Well, I have to agree with my cuz here on this. Like, I was super disappointed, and we all know I love Jade. So I have to preface that I, I feel that she has champion quality, but not yet. I feel but like not yet, though. Be, exactly. Yes, she needed more time and energy i definitely wanted to see her doing more matches but i feel like we see the same move from her every week is what she's comfortable with and she hasn't ventured outside of that where all the other champions are good at multiple styles 
And so I have my notes, which aren't all terrible, but um, so I put Jade look like a goddess. So I write this down as things are happening. So I don't know what the results are going to be as I write notes. I really just scribble things. You can ask Rafe why I'm, I'm, I, while we watch it, I just try to like in between write things. So I put Jake look like a goddess, which she does. I think she's she gorgeous, does. Absolutely. beautiful, a specimen of a human. Um, love her. Uh, Ruby's jacket was fun. I loved God save that bitch. Like that was so fun. Um, I like to also bring up what they wear because somebody designs that and they think about that. And I think it should get some, some talk. Um, big distraction with the, the Thunder Rose and Martinez involvement. It was fun, but it was a big distraction. Um, they were doing a lot of back and forth, you know, attempting to look like they were fighting hard, um, but not the skill I wanted to see from Jade. There just wasn't that skill. It's an insult to Thunder Rosa, I think. I yeah. really do. And I think if you think about, this is the thing is like, who you lose to, like, says a lot about people than the people that you wrestled prior, because Thunder Rosa is top quality. Well, keep that in if mind. If you're going to win or lose against Thunder Rosa, your next matches have to be a more than a Thunder Rosa caliber. You yeah, know but, what she, I mean? but she won cheap. She won cheap on that. Regardless, it's still an insult, I think. Right. <laughs> and... So I, I was not thrilled and I was really disappointed. And I hate to be disappointed because I really am a Jade fan, but I am a Jade fan with common sense of looking around at the talent and the people that you're fighting with. In order to believe in someone, you want to see them have their best. And, you know, I know you probably have a lot to say about this, Rafe, you know, so I won't take some of the comments you made towards me. I'll let you, you own those yourself, but I agree with a lot of the things you said, you know, there was just a lot of unhelp, you know, yeah. that people could see, you know, so yeah. you can elaborate on that. So it just feels like, and this is what I sum up and we have more to discuss about this week, but I feel like the titles were cheapened in many ways starting with this one this week this was not a good week for me for aew i was disappointed i want these titles to mean something this Same. isn't just a scripted thing i love the drama we all know we talk about the drama here but the skill is what what makes it special is that if you win you deserve to win because you put in the time the energy and effort and you have the skill hangman has the skill all the other champions they have the skill whether we like their their characters or not they have the skill to be there and jade has the potential to have the skill but doesn't have it yet and it makes this title a little less meaningful and that kind of sucks and it's not even just skill either right now currently Every champion in AEW has tenure. They've all been there since the mm. beginning, busting their asses. If anybody's going to win, it should be somebody that's been in the business for a long time. If you're going to if you're going to take somebody out of the title picture that's been there from the beginning, it better be somebody who's got some fucking chops. Good point. I, don't I agree. I agree with that point a thousand percent. Here's what's going to happen. Thunder Rosa is going to beat Britt Baker. We'll see that. I'm yeah, telling you but right. it doesn't That's matter now, Rafe. At but, this point, it's anyway, still keeping. Let me let me have my say on this. Jay Cargill not ready. 
not ready to be the champion, does not have enough skills skill set yet. She's going to be great one day, going to be great mm-hmm. one day. Number two, number two, you put her kid in her hand. She's not a heel anymore. She's not a heel. That's anymore. true. That's very Good true. Point. Very I mean, true. I mean, it's wonderful that she's got her kid there and that's great. Now, are they trying to not turn her heel? That's crappy because she comes out with that shithead lawyer that nobody likes. That is now MJF's lawyer. And we look at this blows my storyline for her. She's no longer a heel at this point. So where do we go from that? Right. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel about that whole situation with the kid. And it's wonderful. You know, you bring your kids. It's great. But if we want to keep the kayfabe, you want to keep the, the heelness to it. I don't think that that necessarily works. Ruby didn't have a bad match. She had a bad partner, okay? Ruby did every possible thing she could to try to lift that match up to the point where the finishing move, you could see Ruby whispering to Jade on how to not break her neck, throwing her down on that ground. Not just then, too. It happened several times during the match. Ruby carried that whole fucking thing. She coached her through the whole match and had to keep reminding her shit. Yes, Ruby is a pro and she will always be a pro and she deserves uh, much better than what she's getting right now. And it's great that she's paying her dues and, and going through the system because she is new, but she's a pro. She is one of the top five of the women's wrestlers in AEW mm-hmm. period. Right. And I don't think Jade's in that top five. I think she will eventually be in that top five. And I think the problem is what they did with her they messed up her storyline. They had her come into every match, had a three-minute match, and then she rolls out. Come in, yep. three-minute match, she rolls out. She had barely anybody that pushed her past the limit, barely anybody to take her into the deep waters. Nothing happened as far as that's concerned. She had very few matches like that. She needed about four or five more of those before I would have been convinced that she could win the TBS title on that. That's actually a really interesting point because they went that direction with her repeatedly over and over and over again. If they were going to continue that and she was going to win this match, it should have been a squash. She should have went out there and beat the shit out of Ruby and had it in John. under two or three minutes. Yeah. And then it would have felt believable, right? Yes. But instead, yes. we had this long, drawn out shit show right. and it was terrible. It was, it was. not good. So disappointing. I always say she's the Wardlow of the women's division. But then she needs to be that all the time. Yes. Yes. You made a great point. I agree. She shouldn't be struggling against a tiny, fast little chick. She should be manhandling her and beating the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. Period. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly how I feel. And um, (laughs) so discouraging. It was that was that was a little disappointing. We'll see how that goes. A Um, little. It was a little it was so disappointing. It was very AEW, disappointing. If you ever listen to this podcast, we are disappointed. <laughs> we need you to do better. If you need someone to help you write some storylines, I think we could come up with some better than the whoever you're paying to come up with it because that wasn't cool. No, no, I'm going to disagree with that one. <laughs> okay, I'll speak for myself. All I right. Could. All right, so let's uh, let's get to the next match, and I now I believe this one's the Malachi Black match, right? Uh, let's see. We hit the TV. Well, we had the Serena Deeb segment, yep. which, quite frankly, we don't even have to fucking talk about it. I thought the whole program with her and Sheeta was over. Apparently, it's fucking not. Whatever. I'm it's ready fun. to move the fuck on. So yes. then we got Malachi and Pillman. Right. So then we got Malachi and Pillman. Julia comes out with the patch on her eye. 
what the fuck was that? <laughs> we have know. her off TV for like a month and then she just comes out with the patch like, what? Are you serious? Of all the ways to end that whole program? I know. <laughs> I know. We were all just like, know. what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was ready to jump on this one. You guys, go ahead. Say what you were saying. Oh, no, no, you go. You go. You it's, go. Your, it's your shot. You're going it's first. Your on turn, this one. anyways. Yeah. So I have to say, from here on out, almost everything I say is going to be criticism. But um, we're okay with that. That's fine. From this point on, I wasn't happy with anything on Dynamite, Rampage, or the fucking whatever the shit that was <laughs> last night. I listen. They wasted this Julia Hart program. They fucking wasted it. Wasted. They had it right there. They had it. They could have made magic with this shit. I cannot believe that Malachi Black said, yeah, that sounds cool. Just have her come out with the eye patch and I'll be kind of scary at the end and then nothing will fucking happen. Okay, cool. <laughs> sounds great. Sign me up. What the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, they I don't know. They had it all there, man. They could have had her turn crazy. She could have lost her mind. She could have been like half dead in the hospital. No, no. Instead, she's just fucking sad. She's, she's sad now. She's Jack Sparrow. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? I know. Oh, was... my God. The match itself was good. It was a good match. It was. Pillman, was, Pillman looked great. He did. Malachi made him look fantastic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, think, I, I think they had uh, uh, maybe maybe the best match of, match of the second half of this. Yes. Um, it was very entertaining. Yes. Disappointing, but entertaining. I so. expected a lot more. I thought we were going to get a debut. Rafe, I'm sure you have something to say about that. Oh. Uh, and then it progressed. Uh, the whole thing when the Lucha Brothers came out, man, it was like, oh, oh, here we go. Nope. Nope. I feel like that's happened way too much in AEW lately. They're, they're teasing us, teasing us, teasing us. Nope, sorry. Not too fucking today. Okay. Maybe never, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that's it. That's all I have for that. Tammy, go ahead. I mean, let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up because I mean I have so much agreement with that. I don't know what I can add that's irrelevant because I feel the same way. I did I didn't understand. I was expecting so much more. We kept thinking this. Who's this person called? Something King? Brody King. Brody King. Brody King was gonna come. I thought uh I thought the new there was gonna be two new uh members of House of Black, and I just assumed Julia would be one because we haven't seen her in a while. I you know what? This storytelling isn't this hard, people. It's really not. I mean, it's really not. It really isn't. Listen to people. Listen. If you're going to listen to the numbers, listen to the like voices of the people that are giving you the numbers. So, yes. Yeah, so my notes weren't, weren't too critical because, again, they're in the moment. I don't know what's happening. So it was like Pillman starting fast and furious. Pillman did a great with his his something, his normal moves and hard work. Normal moves and hard work. I'm not really sure what that means, but that's what I put. But he messed up on the move and left it to Malachi to win. Malachi transports himself and then the Lucha Brothers come out. And I just like, I don't know. I just, this. I, I'm feeling like Chris, I, I had a hard time. I'm feeling emotionally drained from this week. Like I enjoy this so much, but there's a lot of stress on a lot of levels 
when you're invested to the level that I've become in such a short period of time, how has this happened? I don't know, but like I'm super invested and I just feel like we are owed a little bit more drama sooner and they're just not doing it. And why, you know, like we're all ready. The storyline's already in place. Like, what are you waiting for? Right. Let's do this. Like, don't fuck up this fucking Malachi Black shit, man. It's fun. And and like, you need to take it seriously. And we need more members in the House of Black. And we need them to be badass. And we need co- conflict with people and dealing with their soul, like looking in their soul and dealing with the darkness and the light and all this stuff. I'm saying it isn't that difficult. Look at any Nordic fairy tale and you can get your storyline, okay? Well, I can say this, man. I cannot wait till Brody King gets involved, man. It's going to be so awesome. But, but they've the got to do it. Get involved with now. They ruined that shit. They can't. Exactly. So Let me make Julia. They brought the fucking Lucha Bros out. Guess what? That's not happening. Not happening. Let me make. A, let me make a couple points here on this one. First of all. Let me put it in. The, the eye patch on Julia, ridiculous. We don't need to beat that to death. That's a bad thing. The thing that I really like, that let me talk about the match itself really quick, that I really like and I really love about Malachi Black, which makes him so cool. He can counter every move. Like every move someone throws at him, he's got a great counter for it, and he makes people pay for it. That's what I love about his wrestling style. And that's what makes him so sinister. So. I thought the match itself was a great match. It was great after watching that Jade match because you're like, wow, this is some really good technical wrestling. Brian Pillman's great. He's going to be even better. They got to use him more. They got to get him more involved in some of that stuff. They were using him at the beginning of the, like the middle of last year a lot. And the varsity blondes were out there quite a bit. And then they kind of slowed down a little bit. I think Griff might've gotten hurt a little bit and they kind of slowed them that up a little bit, but I think Brian's a great wrestler, and it was great at the fact that the way that they ended it, that he slipped, and then Malachi beat him, because that's kind of cool of the fact that they might set something up for later, which would be cool. So we'll see how where that goes. Um, obviously, with the Lucha Brothers coming out, we were all I was all expecting Brody to be like standing right behind him. Yeah, like would have been cool. so dumb. Like lights go out. I know the lights go out and there's this menacing Hulk that looks just like Malachi black standing behind the Lucha brothers, but didn't happen. That match is not going to happen obviously, because we're going to start talking about the set, the last match of the night and just how, how I felt about that and how we all felt about that. And so um, let's see where we go. I mean, you know, they could always redeem themselves and make that make make the story better. We'll but we'll see. Go ahead, Tammy. I just want to correct you that Malachi Black is not necessarily sinister. You only bring out what people already have within them. He is a leveler. So I just want to I think it's I think it's just a term of the darkness. I don't think yeah. it necessarily has to do with his motives. He may not be dark though. You well, cannot bring darkness out of somebody that doesn't. I mean, the dude darkness. literally comes out in darkness. Come on, there's visual no, energy actually, there that, that appropriates Chris, that. It's very direct. It's not. It's not the um, philosophical darkness. It's more like the imagery, like the the heavy metal kind of, you know, spooky vibe. It's it's not. It's not about what his principles are. But I understand what you're saying. But you actually, there's actually more meaning to, to his 
you have to do your research okay so when no, he comes I get that. out actually there's light there is light when he comes out that's so true think about that so it's about the different aspects of that when he first comes out it's about the light it's more about nature um so look into that because i don't know all the specifics but i do know when he first shows up there's light behind him not darkness yeah, yeah. and so i don't think that light represents positive either but it's not positive or negative is what I'm trying to say is he has the different phases of humanity. And each time he disappears and reappears, there's a different amount of light. And I know that means something to him because I read about it. I just don't remember all the specifics. So because I've read about it and I know that he actually lives a lot of this stuff and I live a little bit of it, but not in the same way. And I use a lot of it in my art imagery, a lot of things. So um i just want to make sure like that's why i'm saying that's why he can be so interesting if they so choose it's so easy to look at him as the dark side it's so easy to look at it as light versus dark but light and dark are both concepts that are dependent upon each other one doesn't exist without the other okay and so I don't think that he's necessarily sinister, but if you have something in you, it could be brought out in certain circumstances. So I feel like he's more of a mirror to what's going on deep down inside. With yeah, he does say that a lot in the interview. So this will, this, yeah, this will be fun. Oh, cool. This will be fun to I didn't uh, just make it all up then. No. So hopefully, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see more development and hopefully Brody King will jump in there quick. Cause that's going to be a lot of fun. So, but think about how much there is to use because that's the thing in creativity. We always have like this and that, and it's so simplistic, but we know that's not really how humanity is. And even if you look at old folk tales, they are not that simple either. And if you brought that into storylines more into wrestling, you would have so much more interesting things happen. So I feel like we almost make it cartoony, the, the good against the bad, the right against the wrong. But really, all those are concepts based on where you're from and what you believe. And so there's like all these interesting things that occur. And that's what I'm hoping for, like with House of Black and more characters in. I don't know if I'll get it. I really don't. But I hope so, because I, I, I pay attention to a lot of that. Nice. Personally. So let's go on to the, 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 the match of the night, the title matches. Um, we'll start with Chris on this one. This one was a tough one. This is I the mean, Lucha a... Brothers defend against Jurassic Express <sighs> for, the, for the belts. Beautiful match. Absolutely a fantastic match from top to bottom. The thing was immaculate. These spots were so detailed and so well-planned. There was that one spot with Jungle Boy and Ray where they did the top rope thing and they did the flip back and all that stuff. And they just kind of looked at each other. I love those moments. Um, and there was a lot of in-ring work that was great here. Luchasaurus looked a little off, which kind of threw me because normally mm. he's just a tank, but it almost looked like he was a, like a careful tank. Um, again, I think there might be part of a language barrier there. Maybe just making sure the timing's right and all that stuff. Um, I know Lucha Bros don't have, like, great English, and I know that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, neither one of them speak Spanish as far as I'm aware. Um, so maybe there was a little bit of timing issues, but it did look like something was a little bit off there. Uh, and then, of course, there was the injury, which, I mean, fuck. I don't, 
you can't plan for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my my the one thing I keep going back to is was Jurassic Express really supposed to take those titles? I still don't know for sure, and I, I haven't seen any interviews about it yet. I don't know if this was the original plan. It didn't feel like it at the time. Um, it seemed very, oh shit, we got to go to a finish. Ray's fucked up. Uh, and that that injury looks so bad. I'm so glad that it's supposedly not as bad as it looked. Jesus Christ, I thought his arm was like, I, I was waiting for a bone to pop out and for blood to just, but I mean, we don't know what the long-term things are going to be. There's nerves in there. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff right in that region that even yeah it's a dislocated elbow, there could be long term damage in that arm for him and we're not gonna know till we get down the road. I hope it's not that because Jesus Christ, can you imagine that's one of the greatest professional wrestlers living right now sideline that would suck. I hope it's four to six weeks, not four to six months, not the rest of his life. Uh, I'm I'm like with many things in my life, I'm trying to be optimistic, but I fear for the worst. Um, the match though itself was absolutely beautiful. I couldn't have asked for better between these two teams. It looked great. And, and on paper, I wasn't that excited. Um, because jungle boy, while he's athletic and he does all the flippy dippy shit and all that Luchasaurus is kind of the enforcer. He sort of does the, you know, he's the, he's the, he's the drop everybody guy. And I didn't see Lucha bro staying down for any of it. And they didn't, you know, every time he went at him, they got right back up and went back to their stuff. I was disappointed in this only because I don't know what the finish was supposed to be. Um, it didn't feel like a finish that the Lucha Bros would have been down with, as far as I'm from my perspective. Right. Uh, I do. I'm I'm happy to see these guys as champs, though. They they mm-hmm. get to have some titles finally. They deserve them. Jungle Boy's been doing this for a long time, and he's absolutely phenomenal. Luchasaurus too. He's been in the game for a while, man. Um, but this, I, it just, it didn't seem like a good match in the beginning. Like the two teams together just didn't make sense to me. So I don't know. I, I love the match. I enjoyed it. I was so entertained. Good on all of them for making this way better than I thought. However, the finish was marred. You know, uh, I can't, I can't feel one way or the other without thinking, fuck, what's going to happen now? Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Tammy, and then I'll go. Okay, I was really super high by this time of the night. I'd had a big... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was really... That must have been rough. (laughs) It it was a rough week for me, to be honest. I was in a lot of pain that day, and I mean, it's really high. I used the highest dose stuff I had, you know, which is probably, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I have a license. Okay. I'm not doing illegal drugs and I don't. And we're going to remind everybody weekly until they know it. (laughs) I'm going to remind everybody. Like, I don't want anyone to think I'm like high all day and not doing shit in my life or that I'm relying on it as a crutch, but, um, I have it as a pain management system, but I also enjoy it too. So we'll be honest on that. Tammy, um, listen, it's a different time. I don't know that you have to I know I'm old. I feel like somebody else was laughing at me. Like, I'm not going to arrest you, you know, but I'm like, I'm still old. So I feel like I have to explain myself. No, but honestly, if anybody's got a problem with that, fuck off. Yeah, no. So I, it was a long day, a long, stressful day for Tammy. And I was so bummed about like this match being on the card or is that what we call it a card 
Yeah. Um, uh, Apparently. I love both of these. I love both of these tag teams with all of my heart. So it's like you're two children going against each other. Like, how do you choose? I am, if I had to choose, I always go with Lucha Brothers because those are like my champions in my life and in my heart. I feel like they represent all that is good. That is like, they have overcome the streets of Mexico and they're like, they're showing off their colors and I'm so excited for them. And I felt like they haven't been champions for long enough to have this match. So my notes are more like things like not happy about this too soon, but I love everybody. And I know like Jurassic Park, ha- like, I feel like they have really interesting. Jurassic things. Express. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Get sued. Jurassic Park. Express. Jurassic I'm not Express. on now, people. That was just a, that was just a, a, that was an old person slip up. And I promise you, I'm not on the marijuana at this second. The marijuana. (laughs) I felt like this is something like, I don't know, it set up a lot of potential tag tag team challenges, but I, I just can't get over the trauma I felt during my high state when I all of a sudden saw after having a hard day, and this was like my my way to, to, to relax. I'm going to have my wrestling. I'm getting rid of my pain. Everything's going to be okay. It's dynamite. And then to have Ray Phoenix be injured, like I was traumatized. Bad. Not like even I just injured, but brutal. brutal. Oh, and then it might be career ending. Like I couldn't even, like whatever happened before that, Chris is better. I'm glad he went first. He had so much better things to say because I all went, all my high brain went blank and I went into panic and I just felt like, like it took it so personally, like this was my family member and this is my hero and he might not wrestle again. And how could I be witnessing this? And this was supposed to be my night to relax and get away from my pain. And it was I, like, it was traumatic people. I was, I was, in, I was instructed not to speak about it afterwards. <laughs> Now, Reese lives with me. If you all don't haven't got that yet, we're actually in a we're in a partnership, a marriage. Um, <laughs> lives with me, like your fucking roommate, my son. <laughs> it's been forever, <laughs> like for decades. Okay, we're married, um, but you know we call it partners now. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> This was really traumatic. And yes, Rafe could not talk about it because Rafe was like really traumatized too. I was. I was so traumatized. It'll be his turn next to talk about that. Hopefully. (laughs) He was very vocal about it and I couldn't mentally handle any of it at that moment. I was like, I can't believe I just like needed a good thing and I can't have this happen. And how could I have witnessed this? And then I realized the real truth of things now damn i'm obsessed with this shit and into it because i cared so much you know so gosh i didn't need anything to be emotionally attached to now but i'm attached to these people they're my heroes and i love them and i respect them and i'm sorry i can't go on and on about the moves and how brilliant everybody was because i was just traumatized i was and here's the worst part i'm i'm terrible to be around when shit like this happens because i really am man you won't stop repeating it the whole time because like i saw i go oh i go this is my reaction oh fuck his arm is broken his career is fucking oh yes 
It was making it worse for Tammy. Okay. That's exactly what I said. Tammy's like, shut up. (laughs) Oh my God. It was not a good night here in the Ruggiero home. (laughs) Uh, Because, man, it was like watching, and I mean, I know I'm dating myself, but man, it was like watching fucking Lawrence Taylor breaking Joe Theismann's leg that one day, that one game and that one red, that one Washington Redskins game, man. I was like, holy shit. Wow. It was the same thing, man. It was, it was, it was. You're watching, you're watching that. And then the next thing you know, his leg folds in half. I mean, his friggin' arm folded in half. Yeah, it was, it was like, I, and it took me a minute to catch it too. No, it did. I was looking right at it. It was and like was the like, third replay, and I was like, oh, shit. No, I saw it immediately, and that's the thing, because I, for some reason, my eye gravitated towards his arm, because I'm like, because when I saw him up there, I'm like, the, my first thought was, his arm's not in the right spot. I go, something, I, I really, because I, I go, he's, I, I go, hey, this is awkward, because I saw, I, I, I just felt like the move was being, was awkward at that point. I was like, this is awkward. And then he hit the ground. I was like, oh shit. Cause my eye went right on his hand. Cause he went, came down on it. And I was like, oh no. And it went shipping. And I was like, and then he was like, he was like, I was like, oh shit. I go, he's fucked up. And, and that was, was another crazy thing too, was Luchasaurus was selling his arm super hard. Right. So I was focused on him. Right. And they said, oh, we've got an injury. We've got it. And they do the replay two or three times. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, that is a, that is a noodle. That's yeah. not an arm. No. Wow. And God, I was, it was like, so vicious. I was like, that's it. I go, this it's over. And then that's when I had that thought, the same thought you did. I said, okay, I think the Lucha brothers were supposed to win. Yep. But they they were like, oh man, he's hurt. This is this is their contingent plan. I think they have contingent plans like that. Like if someone gets hurt, then this is what's going to happen next. I mean, so, you. Can I don't plan know though. For that, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it'd probably be difficult for them to plan for any possible injury like that. I think maybe they just call stuff on the fly if it's really bad. Right. Um. My my thing with this one though was it didn't look like anybody communicated to the guys in the ring what was going on right and i didn't i didn't see any moment of like hey you guys got to take this home like it was more like uh, just a weird finish yeah you it know was, it, and, it, and, it, and it and it kind of took the shine off of the championship it kind of took the shine For off sure. of that win and it For was sure. too bad because i love jurassic express man i think they absolutely deserve to win it do they deserve to win it this soon? I'm not sure. I don't know. China. I'm not sure. I don't know for hundred percent. And not against the bros. Not against the bros. I would expect them to, to, to be fighting, like going against the heel, like some type of heel group that stole it from the loser. Well, group. I mean, technically they're heel. <sighs> Maybe they don't, they're not heel. Not really. But you know, I mean, so. they're super over with fans, but they're still heel really. I mean, they right. fight faces almost every match. That's mm. so, yeah, that's true. So, but so if we're looking at it, those were the two best. Cause like you, like you said before, and I'm not going to reiterate it, but technically that was a great match. All of the, all of the absolutely. acrobatics and the flips and the coordinated moves were absolutely fantastic. It was great to watch. And then the minute that that happened to Ray Phoenix, it was like someone let the air, the air went out of the room. And it was like it was. There was just this looming 
uh, almost like sick feeling in everybody's stomach. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I, you could feel it in, in in AEW. You could feel it with the announcers. You could feel it with everybody. And they were doing their best to try to like muscle through that. But they knew that that was nasty. And yeah. so they just knew it was nasty. So, but anyway. And I, I listen, have a question. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. You were talking. So I was going to say there's there's two ways that I knew this was a big deal, right? The first is normally, you know, we text throughout the shows and stuff and everything. And Rafe and I, immediately when this happened, it was like, bing, 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 like a bunch of messages back and forth. And for us to not immediately be like, okay, we're done, good night, whatever. And, and you know, move to the next day. It, it meant something. And me personally, I was laying in bed like, Jesus, that looks so bad. Oh my God. And the fact that I went to bed thinking about it, that was a big deal. The second thing that I knew it was big and I knew that Tammy, you were going to be really disturbed by it. Was the fucking text I got the next day of Ray Phoenix on your fireplace? <laughs> yes, he's here with me right now. Actually, there he is. You can't, can't see, him. see him. There he is. He's like John Cena right now. He's popping in and out. Okay, there he is. So, so I got that text and I laughed, and then I was like, you know what? I wish I had one. I would do the same thing right now. Like it felt so. I, I don't know. I don't know how I got so attached. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. And like so worried. Like it's not my fucking career. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be okay regardless. <laughs> yeah. God, was I worried about this dude? Oh so man! Worried. And for you, you and I, have, we've all had these conversations, Tammy. I know how much you love these guys. Um, it, it's just what a what a shit show, right? How uh. sad. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that he's okay, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he's okay. I, I I hope that everything turns out great. I cannot wait to see the Lucha Brothers come back again. We're not going to see him for a while, so let's see how they they run these play lines with these guys and uh, see where we go. But also want to note that the Lucha Brothers have had a lot of championships in the past and have held the belts for a long time in the past too. So it's not like they're trying to make me feel better. I am. And it's, it's Dude, they're, they are not hurting for anything at this point. Those no. guys have had probably every title you can have as a tag team in North America. They okay. have, they have, except they, for maybe up there in New York where they don't give a shit about what you do. It's all about how pretty you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they have, they, they've won their fair share of everything. So, and it's great. And it's like, and so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I thought it was a short title run for them. Uh, but then again, too short, I think, too short, too short. But then again, I think it may have been switched around. So we'll see. Yeah, I want to just say something about that. Does that happen? Because I felt like if it's a tag team, even if one's hurt, the other could win it for them. That's why I yeah, don't think they change but it. When you don't know how serious that injury is, you can't put the straps on somebody who can't fight. Right. Hmm. I agree, and that's what I thought too. I was like, okay, if he's going to be out, he can't defend it. They, they didn't know it in it. that moment how listen if it was like a knee injury or something right and he was just selling the leg it would have mm-hmm. been different the dude's fucking arm folded in half the wrong direction half immediately it's like okay worst case scenario we're looking at a few weeks yeah right. you, you have to you have to go the worst case scenario and you have to like otherwise they'd have to vacate the title and it wouldn't yeah. make any sense well, so, do we, especially we'll see them moving like to try TNT. to get the title again yeah Moving to what do you really say about moving to TNT? I was gonna say, especially with moving to TNT and everything, they're on a new network now. They're trying to get ratings. They're trying to do this and that. 
you can't risk having champions that can't defend their belts. Yeah, you um, can. And I did, I, I did not mean to interrupt, Tammy. What were you saying? No, that's okay. Um, it's inevitable sometimes. Um, I, I don't even know what I said. Okay. To be honest. I think I was just trying to figure out how they would know that in the moment if it was bad. I saw. So, I mean, I, it was gone. <laughs> yeah, but but and then you saw. And do you think that they will come back and try to get it again, or this is just done and done? I, oh, oh, they're definitely going to have those titles again for yeah. sure. But I think the moment that that made me think of it, and Chris mentioned it too. We both saw it. It was like you saw Jungle Boy and Penta. They look like they communicated with each other, and they look like they said, "Let's wrap this up." Like they're yeah. like, "Okay." And he's like, you need to win her. I mean, it was like, it was something like that. Like, this is yours. You got to take this now. And they wrapped it. Cause it was mo- seconds after that, that happened. But do that they have that kind over. of like license to make that call? They would have to. Yeah. I believe that they must. I don't know how so it works. Here's my theory. If this was supposed to be like, if, if Jurassic Express was supposed to take the titles that night, I guarantee the finish was supposed to be a lot more dramatic. It was supposed to be something much more explosive that happened. But instead of that, I think Penta and Jungle Boy were like, oh, shit, we can't do that other spot. Take it home. Because, like I said, it didn't I didn't see a ref tell them anything. Nobody got in their ear. It's not like they're wearing earpieces. They made a judgment call on the fly, I think. Okay. Um, And good for them for having the clairvoyance to do that so quickly in the moment. I, I don't know. It still didn't feel right. No, it, it was there was a, a there was a a bad omen over that win. It was traumatizing for me. So, um, and I, like I think I, it was traumatizing for a lot of people, right? Yeah. And like Tammy said, I love I love Jurassic Express I too. Do. I mean, I for love sure. them. I think they're great. I just I hated to see the match between the two of them. So, yeah. I much rather see them wrestle a heel or wrestle somebody that, that that's not. I'd rather see them team up or something. Right. Like that I loved when they did that. Yeah. Like, you know, so, but, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes and all the best to Ray and all that stuff. And hopefully everything works out good with that. Usually sometimes with dislocated elbows, you can get right back in. Just depends on what happens. Yeah. You just pop it back in and go on with life. You can get, you can kick it in there. I mean, I think if it was broken, we'd know the definite, we would know that this is, he's going to be gone for a long time, but uh, we'll we'll see how this goes. And so um, let's move on to uh, rampage. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Let's 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 finish that up. I mean, and then we'll uh, we'll see what the future brings. And, and there's so, battle of the belts. We got a yeah, lot. I know we uh, we got it. Let's wrap uh, in, everyone. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. Adam Cole and Jake Atlas. That was the first match of the night. All right. Who wants to start? I thought. Are we not going by the same thing that you? Well, you made like us to. Well, decide? we can. All right, Chris. Go ahead. All right, so I'm a big fan of Jake Atlas. Um, I was really impressed with him on Dark. Uh, The whole Adam Cole match, it seemed kind of left field and sort of weird. Like the the promo where he cut it, like, I want Jake Atlas. I was like, why, dude? Like, you got so much shit going on right now, and your boys are there and everything. What the fuck are you doing? I guess they needed to scramble with something because of the Young Buck storyline fizzling out. Um, And honestly, I... Adam Cole, Jake Atlas doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, just physically in ring styles and all that. It was an okay match. Um, From what I understand, Atlas picked up some kind of injury 
I still don't have all the details on that. I've been trying to figure it out. I think it may be a, a knee thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was a kayfabe injury, if it was legit. It was I, legit. It was real. That was a real. That's injury. what I thought, but it's hard to see in that match when maybe it happens because he kind of sells it like for a a lot a lot of the match, but it's not. It doesn't look that bad. It happened. So, it happened right before the uh, he was trying to pull that sun, sunset moonsault on him. It okay. happened right before that. That's when he well, put him out and tapped him out. Well, that's then what I'm going to say then, if that's the case, yeah. is the kid fucking killed it with an injury. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a great match start to finish. I love Adam Cole. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, bae. But granted, it uh, it just didn't do a whole lot for me, and it's it sucks that another fucking injury start a show like. Uh, and I heard about this injury like the same time I was trying to follow up on what happened with Ray. They were talking about Jake Atlas too, and how there was two injuries on this same night, which kind of ruined the whole deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, I liked it. I like Jake Atlas a lot. I think he's really cool. Tammy. That's it. Tammy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening. Well, go. It's your turn. Okay. okay. But Chris was still talking while you were saying Tammy. Just there he, he said, talked. He said, that's it. Okay. Then you don't need to tell me anything. All right. Anyways. Whoa. This is my notes on that. Love that sparkle of Jake Atlas. Decent match. Like these two against each other, they both have a variety of moves. And I hope a storyline develops even more with Jake Atlas, which it looks like possible with the Bobby Fish and O'Reilly jumping in. Best friend, Dave Jake? Why? We shall see. Hopefully Jake's injury won't keep him out long. That's it. Go ahead. Yeah. I've got a couple things to say about that. I think it's because the Bucks had COVID that they changed the storyline and pulled in Atlas. I think Atlas is a great athlete. I thought um, he was a perf. I thought he was a good match against Adam Cole. I thought that he, um, that Adam Cole is great at countering just like Malachi black is great at countering. Uh, if we want to talk about the, um, the intricacies of the mat, um, he like I, one of my notes was vets always have the good counter moves that help win the match, and that's what happened. And so Adam Cole, you know, definitely convinced you that even though this guy's got a lot of skill, Adam Cole's got that much more skill to win the match. Now, where it goes on the card and where it goes on the storyline, I'm not really sure where that's going to go. Um, potential. It's got a potential to go somewhere, but I just thought it was a. I thought they were both good athletic good athletes and it was a good it was a fun match to watch as far yeah. as like uh you know like a headliner it definitely wasn't a headliner match Mm-mm. but it was definitely it was definitely a good match to watch it definitely like if i paid money to go see that i would have been happy to see that match yeah yeah but it didn't feel like filler though it didn't mm-hmm. it, yeah yeah exactly um but then we also have to remember he gets tapped out and then you know you know the undisputed comes and then you know we see the best friends so they're setting that up now hold on, hold on. We're not gonna call them. We're not gonna call them that anymore because it's a shitty name with shitty creative from somewhere else. Fuck that whole thing. Uh, they're Paragon now, apparently, from what I'm hearing. Paragon. What? Where did yeah. you hear this? So AEW recently trademarked this thing, Paragon. 
They've even trademarked a logo for it. And Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly have both talked about this Paragon thing before. Uh, Bobby Fish actually brought it up in a promo like a week ago. So I think this is going to be the new the new thing is they're going to be Paragon now, which is a stupid fucking name. But the logo looks way cooler than I thought, so I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's 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 finally put to bed that whole undisputed thing. Great, cool. But you know that's also set. I don't know how that fit in with the best friends coming out and Orange Cassidy. So Orange Cassidy, out. listen, Orange Cassidy, his beef with Adam Cole from a couple weeks ago. Sure. You know he's like he's like, look, you guys aren't gonna throw a beat down on nobody. I got this here fucking chain. All right. And he wrapped it up. Yeah, the but chain. Then, Here's what threw me on this. They they sold it on commentary like, oh, best friends, best friends. Where was Trent? I don't know. It was it was Wheeler Yuta out there. Yeah, that's true. That was odd. It was odd. Where the fuck it, is Trent? Is yeah, Trent also yeah. not sick? Like what? Yeah, so I, th- I think you're on to something with that whole maybe there's something going on that we don't know about. Right. All right, so number two of the night was Hook versus Aaron Solo. Well, hold on, hold on. Hold we on. have to acknowledge the fact that they talked about how this stupid swap with Cody and Dustin. That was fucking dumb. Ugh. Right. Ugh. They had to, like, make an Ugh. announcement about it, really, an announcement ah. that you're doing interim champion. Bullshit. First of all, I want to say that. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. And then Andrade had a little segment. Oh, that's right. Um, where he, he was talking he shit did. about Darby Allen. Why the fuck does everybody hate Darby Allen so he, much? He's not talking shit about Darby Allen. He wants to buy Darby Allen. <laughs> I don't nah. think anybody hates Darby. I think they want to come up against him because he's like the new thing. Listen, he wants him to be his I'm... assistant. Exactly. That's your shit talking. That's shit talking. That's great. You're downgrading somebody who has carried AEW through the pandemic. It's perfect. Come on. So when Darby, when Darby beats him, it's going to be that much better because we know Darby's going to beat him. Is Darby going to beat Andrade? Seriously? I don't want to fucking see that match. And I don't want to see, I don't want to see Andrade get beat by him. I I love Darby. I'm with you. I love Andrade. I love Darby Allen and I love Sting. I don't want to see Andrade of all people get beat by fucking Darby Allen. No, he it shouldn't be. The character. It's going that way. No, it's not going to happen. Okay. This is another one of the points. Darby needs to lose. I a just, little. I just want to say this: the last podcast, I predicted that Jade Cargill was going to win. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to oh, hot streak. I'm going to uh, hot streak. Like we need an award for Rafe when he's right. Dude, I swear You're to God, right. I'm gonna have a You're I'm gonna have right. a fucking, you, I'm gonna have one of custom. Look at the jealousy. It's gonna be the all elite murder theater championship. And I swear to God, I'll send it to you. Okay. You need you a like a win. little like that doesn't make it better. He need doesn't he make needs it better. To win. He needs to win. He needs to win. I'm, I'm not not trying to win. Story. That's I'm all I that's right. all I'm trying to say. No, you wanna win. Don't I just lie. want to be right. Don't lie to the listeners, the visual, however they receive this. What do they do? They watch it. They listen. What else is there? All right. So, eventually, like, connect shit. with us and ESP it, whatever. You Look, want they're all win. over my ass. <laughs> Speaking of shit that made me angry, the next thing we had was the Hook and Aaron Solo deal. There you go. Go ahead, Chris. Fuck this. I, I, I don't care about Hook. 
I do not care. Everybody is team super invested in him in any arena that he's in. I don't give a shit. I don't know why I don't care. I'm mean, down with hook. Whatever. He's like super young and he's kind of handsome and all that. Whatever. I think he's jealous. Listen, the kids got talent. I, I might be. Shit. I wish I was that kid. Can you imagine? Jesus Christ. That that much in shape. The weirdest hair I've ever seen. People are screaming your name. He's like 19, fucking 20 years old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous for sure. <laughs> but that I still don't get it, though. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. Tammy, what's your thoughts on this match? So it feels manufactured. And I'll be yeah. right back. I got to take a bathroom break. Okay. If it, hey, I, why, why don't we? Why don't we pause? Okay. All right. So my take on this hook thing, I don't understand what the big deal is either. Did you skip me? Is that what you did? No. Um, you said it. You said you didn't understand the big deal either. So. I know. I never weighed in on this. All right. Go ahead. Weigh in. Do you want to read record? No. I did not weigh in. And uh, so uh, you have a lot of feelings about this, Chris, I see. And I understand why. I mean, again, it's no, kind I, of like, I, don't, I don't think I do have any feelings about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I have no reason to care about this. You're a little bullshit. bit resentful about Hook. And I understand why, because it's the exact same reason that when I, as a newbie, and newbies come in and get all this attention, where I haven't built up with it yet. So Hook just kind of came on the scene and all of a sudden got all this fanfare and didn't start at the bottom. Uh, why is he on a rampage? You know what I mean? Not a dark. You know, that's what I don't understand. Exactly. It's like, it's the same kind of thing. It's like all of a sudden this favored person comes in and gets all these spots that other people had to work from the bottom up for. So I feel like that might be like, why you're kind of resentful about it it's like where did he come from he didn't build up to this he's just like what is rampage about can we just talk about that what is the purpose of rampage what is what level of, of wrestler gets on rampage i thought it was like really big names and what we saw hook what wrestle once or twice prior to this as a Listen, young kid from what from what i can tell so far rampage is like a recap slash tune in next week mm. that's what i think the show is originally i thought it was going to be kind of like a and you guys won't get this reference um a wcw kind of thursday thunder sort of second show and then i realized they were going to do it for one hour and then i realized how many commercials happen within that one hour i think it's advertising money i think it's something to fill a gap on tv at that time um and also the fact that it comes after that other stupid show ends, uh, and that kind of sucks. I hate waiting until 10 o'clock to watch this fucking thing, yes, by the way. it's too late for us. Um, but I'm very thankful, though, that AEW has a second show on network television. So it comes with good and bad. But I don't think there's like a... Uh, it's certainly not dynamite, right? I mean, it's... Mm -hmm. And it's and also Rampage, I think, is a place to test out some of the newer talent on network TV. Hmm. It seems like bigger names are usually Rampage, though. Not always, though. They'll have like one big name match and then like some weird shit thrown in. Mm -hmm. And then like some promo stuff and backstage segments, uh, interviews. There's always like 
a lot of weird shit peppered in and then maybe one match that like the the mainstream people are going to care about okay they have a lot of street fights on rampage so my feeling was on rampage i felt that, that hook did well for a young person coming from nowhere but you know so but it was just decent and okay you know what I mean that's how I felt about it I feel like there's a lot of potential there but again I feel like somebody is getting skipping the line a little and I never like that feeling when there's people that have been working longer and harder but again I don't know his history it seems like he's done a lot on the indies and proven himself in other places but I only kind of yeah, I kind of just saw like briefly some stuff. So I don't have a lot of facts there and I could be wrong. Rafe I'm going to go back and look at that because I'm want. i curious about that. I wonder if I don't, he's done yeah. anywhere else. I think you should because I felt like I saw some stuff where he, he wrestles other places. So he's not just I mean, debuting here. Here's, here's the thing that pisses me off and this is the majority of it. Look at the contrast between him and other second gen wrestlers, right? You've got Arn's kid. Who goes Rob. out and pays this yes. fucking dude, gets his ass beaten okay. every week. And then you've got this jackass who looks like some sort of tanned TikTok celebrity that goes out for weeks and weeks and weeks, doesn't say shit. He eats potato chips, right? And then suddenly he's a fucking undefeated. Sure. Like, like yeah. what? It just, it's weird, man. It's weird. Did Taz pay somebody? Right. I don't understand. No, you have great points. You really do. I mean, I, I, I'm not opposed to those points. I agree. But TikTok is an audience if you're looking at from a marketing standpoint. You know what I mean? If you're trying to get new viewers in. Um, I mean, he and- is very, very, like he could very easily bring young women in as, as you look at the whole boy band, rock star kind of vibe. He's got that for sure. Sure, and young gay men, you know? Very easy to, absolutely. He's very easy to look at. The kid, he's athletic. He's got like a, a fucking 27 pack. I don't know what he has down there. Um, he's very shiny. His hair has like an extra curricular sort of, I, uh, it's, it's like space-like. Like the shit has its own <laughs> gravity. Um, <laughs> no, but, no, but I, I just, <sighs> despite how the kid looks, and all of that, like we have no personality from him. We have no. But I thought he did a decent match with Aaron, so he still he's just copying go. Taz's match over and over right. again. It's yes. the well, same thing. Dad, so he's fucking throwing the fucking thing, and then he does the Taz mission, whatever the hell they call it, red drum. Really, <laughs> really stealing something that came out before you were born. Shut the fuck up. Out of here. I thought go. the best part of the whole thing was the Marshall takedown with the suplex after. To be yeah. honest. I like that, and I like that. And I, and the only thing I really have to—I have only a couple things to say about and this. QT I, took that hard too. He, QT, he did. Man, did he fucking roll over for that motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, he did. So here's a here's a here's a few things I'm going to say about this match, and then I'm moving on. Hooks come on too soon. Uh, I I don't know where they're going with it. That's great. I'm glad everybody loves them. Wonderful. The one of the funniest things was Jericho. He said the Edward Scissorhands haircut, which was perfect. <laughs> I, I wrote that down. I was like, that's awesome. Who's this I kid with the Edward, Edward Scissorhands haircut? I was like, okay, that's great. He's very strong. <laughs> he obviously dominated the match. It looks like they're setting up some stuff with the factory. Uh, like FTW in the factory. So we'll see. Okay, great. Let's move on. Uh, I'd like to see him lose at least once. 
Yes. We all <laughs> please, want to see that. Please. We all right. Humble that kid a little bit. Onward we travel. Then number three. Uh, Ricky Stark segment came next. About That's the right. FTW title, which fucking why? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, it was it's not even a legitimate title. It's not even a recognized title by It's AEW. not a legit title. He picked a weird ass opponent. It was on a stupid fucking show. It was dumb. Right. Onward we travel. <laughs> That's all we can say about that. Moving no on. That. Moving on. We've Rip got- Baker, Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho and Riho. Right. Good match. Very good match. I thought this was an excellent match. It was. Uh, Tammy's got a, uh, a smirk on her face like she does not like this. So, all right, go ahead, Chris. What did you, what's your thoughts? So I'm a little pissed off about it only because, I mean, uh, first of all, you're fighting the next night, right? This is a precursor, and you, you give the wrong impression, okay? Um, Jamie Hayter is a fucking star, dude. If anybody should have won that title off Ruby Soho, it should have been her, first Mm -hmm. of all. Uh, Second of all, the Britt Baker, uh, I'm sorry, the Britt Baker Riho program, and I'm going to say this in a minute, I'm pissed off where that goes. So this match was a waste for me. That's it. Okay. Tammy. Well, I don't think I'm too far off from Chris. I I put... A bunch of great wrestlers, but nothing stood out. There wasn't a standout moment. It's 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 a it's much of the same. I feel like we keep seeing like different variations of this group against each other. They all have their signature moves. We know them. Whatever, they're all great, but we're just we keep seeing this in different variations. Yeah, and I'm ready for more twist in the storyline. I want it was to see like a- more going on. It was like, oh, okay, now that Jay Cargill has a TBS title, throw Ruby into this feud with these assholes. Why? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think we're already, we already like see the the hater and Brit are having issues. And let's just get on. And with that's that a better kid. story. Yes. That's a better story. It's like, let's get on with that and let's move on with that. Like, like we all see it coming. I'm, 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 I'm sick of this. It's, it's not fun when it's a reliable, constant drip, drip, drip of all the same. Right. I think they're doing everyone a disservice. I think storyline wise, like every single person there was an amazing wrestler. We know this. Okay. If we just are coming to see amazing, great wrestlers, great. We, you know, we're, we're, we're happy, but at the same time, like, we need a little bit more going on with these people and not recycling all these lines. And like, we already know somebody's disgruntled with somebody cause they're showing it, but then they like drag it out forever. Like, let's just get this shit done and move on. Like we, like we're not in kindergarten here. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't have much to say. I, I just, I do enjoy watching Jamie Hayter wrestle. I think that they, uh, they, they basically it was a punching bag match for Ruby Soho. I mean, she was just getting beat in that match the, like the whole time. Um, I mean, they fucking ripped her after the the damn uh, Jay Cargill match. They attacked. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, she had she just wrestled all that man. She had just wrestled that night. She just got beat in the promo, and then she comes out and she has to get take a beating in Rampage. Um, I'm hoping to see better things for Ruby Soho in the future. So. Um, 
It was, you know, it was an entertaining match. Was it overwhelmingly great? No, it wasn't, but it was good. It was a good match. Um, like I said, I was, I, I'm always entertained watching Britt and Jamie wrestle. I like Rio. She's just amazing, uh, an amazing little thing. And, you know, and then uh, Ruby's great too. So it was fun. It was fun to the extent, but uh, like, like with both of you guys, let's, let's see more of this stuff. Let's get this stuff moving along. So, yep. It can be I mean, more dynamic with better story. Right, exactly. Yeah. As, a, as a standalone match, if it wasn't for the storylines going on, it yeah. was good. It was you know, they all performed well. All, all of those women are, are fantastic performers. However, 100%. there just was no reason for this whatsoever. Yeah, it does. It did. It's, it was like, I felt like a lot of these matches this week were square pegs and round holes. Yeah, and they slapped them together like for just to fill shows or something. Right. So to I'm get, to get to what this fucking TNT battle of belts bullshit. I, well, I don't think the battle of the belts went off like they wanted it to. I okay, think but that, we have uh, one more match to discuss before yeah. we talk about that. Well, we right. have another thing to talk about too. Um, right. Lambert, this, uh, the Lambert segment, which yeah. it was like yes. For once, Dan Lambert was talking. I was like, he's fucking absolutely right. Right. 100%. I agree with you, Dan Lambert, you piece of shit. (laughs) He's like, beautiful. Yeah. He's like, Scorpio Sky's the higher ranked wrestler. He's the Mm -hmm. one that should be wrestling. And that's absolutely true. It is. And it's like, and and so I I can't wait to see how that goes because, first of all, Scorpio Sky is a great wrestler, number one. Ethan Page Page is a great wrestler. Number two, I think that would have been a wonderful match Saturday night, period, between either Dustin or Sammy and Scorpio For Sky. Sure. It would have been 100% great. Or um, they could have just delayed the fucking thing. Yeah. Yes, but we're we're still getting ahead of ourselves here, Rafe. Yeah. So, so okay, real quick, I want to say this. Scorpio Sky is amazing. That dude is so fucking talented. Uh, I don't know if you guys were watching when SCU was still a thing, Mm-mm. where it was him and Frankie Zarian and uh, 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 Christopher Daniels. No, I guess none of that was. Man, go go back and watch some of the SCU matches from the like 2019, 2020 AEW stuff. Okay, beautiful stuff. Great faction, um, sort of heelish, sort of babyface. Christopher Daniels is amazing. Frankie Zarian is amazing. Uh, Scorpio Sky got in the mix with those guys. I don't. I preferred him in that in that group rather than what he's doing now. But um, I'm all for seeing more of him. Scorpio Sky is so good. Mm-hmm. Me too. I want to see Scorpio Sky a lot more. So hopefully yeah. they push him through. And then we get to the Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, Daniel Garcia, and 2.0. This you guys was... already know how I feel about this program. Go ahead, Chris. Mm. Mm. Let's hear Please. it, Chris. Every, everybody's heard what I have to say about this shit. Go ahead. No, I want to no. hear you. You have to talk about this specific. No, so, so Quick did anybody? Quick. I mean, is it just me, or was this just more of the same? Like, was... so Kingston shined, shone. He shot, shined, shone. Shined. Kingston was beautiful <laughs> through yeah. this whole thing, um, and this match in particular. It was, it, I, I love him so much. And Santana and Ortiz do not get enough TV time. I don't know what happened. I don't know when they stopped being on TV, 
but I, I want to see them all the time. I love them so much. They are so charismatic, so just ta- like the, the way that they do things is so different than a lot of the other tag teams. They don't do a lot of the like, oh, uh, like the show off moves. I don't know how else to say it. They don't do like the big spots. It's a lot more like street fight stuff where they just want to punch you in the face and piss on you while you're sleeping. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, they're so badass, dude. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm over Daniel Garcia. I'm, I, I, I've turned the corner on 2.0. I actually enjoy them, but I'm done with this fucking feud. I'm right. over it. Well, I think I that, hope it, is I think that this ends it. Yeah, I think that this is, is ended. It? Yeah. I yeah. sure fucking hope so, because I want to see other people in them and I want to see the other people they've been dealing with move on. I want right. to see Eddie Kingston go do something. I want to see him and Mox do something when Mox comes back. Well, that's what's going to happen. That's why there's... They're I sure fucking hope so. I'm over this shit. Go so, ahead. T- Tammy, go ahead. So, I mean, I feel like this was something that I've seen before. Like, in some sort of shape version or something. So I've left... This is my best words I can give it. You know, with that being said, I feel like maybe this is being part of wrestling because I'm less than a year that you start to recycle a lot of things and a lot of things give you the same vibes. So I don't know if that's part of it, but I feel like this is like a great lineup of people normally, but I feel like we've seen them all kind of come at each other before somehow in different ways. So my best words are this. These are my notes. I like that it started backstage. That was actually good. I like that because that was more like a real like feud with people. Like they really dislike each other. It's not just that the it's just a professional wrestling feud that so I kind of like that. And it, it just builds up more of my dislike for Garcia, which I, I'm finding is a good thing. Because it's so satisfying when he finally does get his head kicked in, which I think should happen more often. And I still like Squarehead from 2.0, but I still can't remember the other guy's name, but I'm going to attempt to. And I'm. Not, it's not because he's not a decent, I don't know why, you know, some of these white dudes all like <laughs> run into to my brain together. Is his name Jeff? Listen, Jeff Parker. Chris Jericho apparently feels the same way. Okay. So... I mean, so he was out there Jeff? ripping. He was calling him Squarehead. Who gives a shit? Okay. Well, I actually like that guy. So it's not an insult. It's just that he does look like a Squarehead and he <laughs> does Lee. the whole do you want to taste thing, which sets him apart, you know? So I remember him. But the other guy, his partner, I'm always like, who Jeff, is this person? I don't remember a single moment from him. Jeff and I'm Parker. sure he's a good wrestler. And it's on me, Jeff. It's on me. It's I'm the issue here, not you. Okay. But anyways, um, I think coming, I, I I think I'm coming around a little bit on them being heels. So like the more like they I do love to hate them, but I realize I like really hate Garcia. So but they're always a three package people, you know, there's three of them together. Um, and I need a good heel. I need a good heel. I need someone that I like Let to me ask you this. Do you hate Garcia in the same way that you hate 2.0? No. Thank you for asking. No, I don't. I like 2.0 as heels more 
Like I, they enter like, and then really it comes to Squarehead. To be honest, I think he's Matt funny. Lee. Is that his name, Matt Lee? I think Matt Lee is hilarious. I think he has a lot I agree. of agree. You know, so I enjoy him. I don't hate him when he comes on. It's really that they package themselves with Garcia, who I don't, I just like greatly, you know? And I, I, I just like him like only half a point less now that he doesn't have red death on his ass with his trunks. Because that <laughs> for some reason triggered me. I don't know why, because I don't care, but for like about those words mean nothing to me, but for something about it, like, I don't know. I feel like Garcia represents some of the dudes in the hood back in the day that thought they were hard, but, but were punks. In the hood? Motherfuckers that I would like to slap across their face. Okay. So. Fair enough. He's in that guy. way, he does his job well. So I love to hate him. So it's a weird relationship because I'm glad he's there because he makes it easy for me to have someone to dislike and root for the other person. So I feel like he's doing his job well. And I've always been like, do I know if he's a good wrestler or not, though? Like, I'm not sure. He seems like he wins a lot, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, his technique doesn't stand out to me, but he's got to be decent to be where he's at. Okay. Anyways, I don't know if that makes any sense to all the listeners, but so sense to me. My thoughts on this. I haven't Um, finished, Rafe, by the way. Okay. Let me see the rest of my notes here. Oh, I love a trash can to the head by Kingston on Garcia. I just wanted to like that was so this is where a good heel and not liking someone is satisfying. You know what I mean? Like I got something out of it. So when I say I hate you heels, I don't really hate you. You're part of my therapeutic and existence of making sure somebody gets bashed in the head and they have consent on it. So I loved that moment. I loved a trash can to the head by Kingston on Garcia. And I love Santina and Ortiz. Santana. I love them a lot. Like they're not quite as high as the Lucha Bros for me, but they're really fucking close. And so the fact that they won, I found this all very satisfying. It's Especially against that motherfucking guy, I want to slap a, up his a, upside his head, Garcia. So it all worked out. And 2.0, you don't hurt my feelings. You're annoying, but you're kind of funny. And Jeff, I'm gonna remember you. Okay, I'm putting it in here. I'm gonna remember you, white dude. Okay. All right, Rafe, it's your turn. Wait, Rafe. Before you start, real quick, before I forget, you'll appreciate this. Is it not like super badass that Santana and Ortiz are wearing like corpse paint all the time? Yes. Is it corpse paint or are they like dead president? Oh, it's corpse paint. Okay, it's corpse paint. Yeah, because he had like 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 death metal corpse paint. There's like lines and like details and shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he had the exact same paint as the guy. Uh, what the hell is the name of the band? Um, I think it's Emperor. It's it's exact same corpse paint that the guy in Emperor had. They even threw it up on Twitter and they compared. Oh, cool. Right. You should but hashtag yeah. them in this podcast. Sure. It's fucking dope, man. It is. So this is what I'll say about that this match really quick, and then we can move on. Uh, very fun. Love to see everybody get. Uh, you know, I love the street brawls. Uh, Matt Lee, I thought was great. 
was great at helping sell this net match. He was, you know, he's flipping everybody over into the crowd. He did a great job, Matt Lee did. So that was great. Um, Santana Ortiz, what can you say about them that you guys haven't already said? They're great. Daniel Garcia is annoying, but he wants to be annoying. He's supposed to be annoying. That's yes. his gig. He does his and, job. And if he invokes that actions in you, then he's doing his job the right way. So, um, but uh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm hoping that this feud ends and we move on with some other stuff with them. So uh, we'll see how that goes. So we'll see how it goes. And now we are on to. Nope. Hold on. Oh, what did I miss? What did I miss? Dude, dude. Uh, First of all, one of my notes on this whole fight was uh, please end this feud with three exclamation marks. Um, <laughs> but then after after the match, we had a, we had a post-match beatdown. Jericho came out. That's um, right. There was a whole deal. And Kingston was still kind of like put off, even though yeah. he came out for the, when Jericho was getting the beatdown. He came out mm-hmm. to save him. Um, I thought that was cool. But like, where the fuck is it going though? Like, yeah, I don't know. But it's gonna uh, be why cool. is he mad about it? You know, I have to I say, get it. You want to? I would love. I would love to see the inner circle absorb Eddie Kingston for a little bit, and then have some turmoil happen, and have there be like this: who's gonna who's gonna lead the inner circle? I would love to see a, like that kind of feud. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. It'd be dope. Uh, but yeah, that was it. That was it. That was the end of the night. Right. So, and then we moved on to Battle of the Boring, as, as you said. Battle of the Born. Um, that's, that's a perfect fucking phrase for this <laughs> stupid ass waste of TV. All right. So I'm going to say this really quick. I think that this wasn't supposed to go the way it was supposed to go. I don't think that they planned it this way at all. Um, you mean Humpy Wheeler? And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Who was that? And the, there was another funny name. Too. David Crockett. David so Crockett. David Crockett. Listen, David Crockett is related to Jim Crockett. Jim Crockett promotions back in the day. That's like a whole wrestling lineage. It doesn't matter now because of obviously none of it exists. However, none of what we look at today would exist had it not been for those guys. Nice. Perfect. Humpy Wheeler. I mean. Humpy fucking Wheeler. I almost died. Seriously? That's a real name? Bullshit. I call bullshit. (laughs) That's great. So. On the Battle of the Belts, I personally don't think that this was supposed to go the way it was supposed to go. I don't think that any of the... I think the only real match that they were really supposed to have was Britt and Rio. And I think that the only reason that the Britt and Rio fight happened is to say, to give Britt the satisfaction of beating Rio and say, I beat her. And that's it. She needed that decisive win, finally. You guys, I've I've said it on almost maybe every podcast we've done so far. Uh, She has never beat Rio, technically. Right. Right. Uh, Well, she has now, so it's over. Right. Was it a good match? Yeah, it it was a good match. It was probably the better match of the night, okay? I still think, regardless of what the stakes were um, with – with uh with with the interim belt i thought that the dustin and sammy match was fun i thought that are you just going through every mock trade or are we going through them one by one i'm gonna go through my opinion here and then i'm gonna let you guys but you're gonna go through your opinion on every single match i am i mean there was only there was only three matches there's only three matches i'm just understanding how things are going i'm just kind of yeah i just want to kind of get it out and then because it's like it wasn't major of anything so that's why i just kind of want to go i'm going to give you my synopsis of everything real quick 
and then you guys can go. Um, I thought that the Dustin Sammy match was good. I thought it was a good, fun match. I thought that some of the moves were really good. I mean, Dustin's awesome, man. He's such a fucking awesome wrestler. And when he's paired against Sammy, they make those moves look perfect. And so, and when he did that Canadian suicide thing flip off of the into the table, I seriously thought Sammy broke his neck on that shit. But he made it look, he made, I mean, Dustin saved him. Because Dustin knows yeah. what the hell he's doing. So, and I don't think any other wrestler in AEW could have done that move with Sammy except for Dustin because he's got so much experience doing that stuff. And so, was the match good? Yeah, it was good. It was a good match. Did it mean anything? Nah, it didn't. That's what made it lame. So, for that to be in a category of Battle of the Belts, it shouldn't have been there. It should have been on maybe like a mid-card dynamite. You know what I mean? Or a middle or, or a middle rampage or a first match of the rampage. It was fun. It was good. It was technically killer, but that was about it for me. And then um, Sammy wins that, you know, we saw Fuego come out and go after Arn, whatever that means. Who cares? Uh, Sammy wins. And then Garcia comes out. And I was like, that is Tammy's perfect rivalry right there. Cause Sam, Sammy Guevara <laughs> against Daniel Garcia for her to watch Sammy beat the shit out of Garcia will probably be the happiest moment of her life. So <laughs> come on with that. Uh, yeah, get your wish on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm telling you. The Brit Reho match, okay. That's all I'm going to say. Good, fine, you know, okay. Uh, Sadal Starks, uh, sure. Sadal is such, such an underrated wrestler. Um. I haven't seen enough of Ricky Starks to really uh, give my opinion on him. He seems like he is an in-betweener, which what I mean by that is that he's got power, but he also has got a couple of high-flying moves here and there. Um, and Sadal, I think, is great. I think it's cool that they brought out Dante, Sadal, and Moyarty together. I think that's a fun trio. And then so... Um, we'll see how that goes. Cause you know, Dante came out at the end, Sadal and Moyarty were there. They tried to interrupt that fight. And so I thought that was pretty cool. But as far as the battle of the belts, that's, that's pretty much how I felt about that. It was a big bowl of okay for me. Um, uh, and I think that COVID screwed everything up for them and they were probably shooting for something different and we'll see. Cause you know, we saw the quote, we saw the, the text on, uh, on, um, on, that dark is going to have some of these actual belt matches. So we'll see how that goes. So, but at that point, uh, I'll, t I'll let it, I'll give it to you, Chris, and you tell me what you think. Yeah. But Rafe, wasn't Chris supposed to go first? He was, but I changed the, I changed the order. Okay. And I think you need to like, let that go. <laughs> You're the one that made the rule. So I'm just like I, pointing I it out. That you didn't all right. Know. All right. All right. It's my turn. God damn it. Read my paper. No. Um, <laughs> So, first of all, you guys have heard me talk about Dustin before. The guy's a fucking consummate professional. He's absolutely one of the best in the business, I think. Everything he does is... I'm not going to say that. Everything he does is awesome. Um, I was going to use a word, and it was going to relate to his old gimmick, and I decided not to. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is maybe one of the greatest wrestling minds on the planet today. Um, he understands all of it. He can anticipate things happening before they do. 
and he is so safe without looking careful. I think he just has everything that you could ask for in a professional wrestler. It's unfortunate that we didn't get to see Dustin have this kind of career 20 years ago when he was in his prime. Um, I, I, I absolutely love to do. I can't say enough good things about him. And to Sammy's, to Sammy's, uh, everything Sammy did was was beautiful in this match as well. Especially the bit where he was like stealing Dust, Dustin's moves. Like at one point, he hit the he hit the ground and did the whole up punch thing and all that stuff, which is kind of like a play on what Cody does too. Cody lays down and does the smack. Um, Dustin always does the knees and up, um, which I think is actually from Dusty, like old school Dusty. Um, the match was great. I thought it was. It was, it was as good as a Dustin Rhodes-Sammy Guevara match as you could ever get. However, it didn't feel important. Um, it, didn't, it felt like a waste. It felt sort of like something you should see on a rampage rather than what I thought was going to be a pay-per-view, which was actually just a TNT special. Uh, I'm disappointed in that whole vibe too, by the way. For something called Battle of the Belts for a three-match card, like really that's stupid um i'm gonna move on from that because it was a good match it was fine uh i'm glad sammy's got the title back i wish he had got it back from cody though because it would have meant so much more uh on paper and on television it just would have felt more important uh and and sammy deserves that sammy deserves to feel important because he's so fucking talented and he's so young that kid's gonna He's going to do amazing things if he gets booked correctly. Um, now, there was the uh, Ricky Starks-Matt Seidel match. I love Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel carried this whole thing, unfortunately. Ricky Starks is okay. Uh, he's a little bland for me. I've said this before. He's like MJ, MJF light. Um, it's just, it's, it's all right. You know, it's not bad. It's just, it's okay. Um, I wasn't invested in it because it was announced the night before. Uh, and it, it didn't seem to matter because it's not a title that's recognized by the company. So whatever. Um, Hobbs. So Hobbs came, Hobbs was there like as a, as a special enforcer holding the title or whatever, you know? And there was a moment where Seidel went to the, he went to go get Ricky and Hobbs kind of stood up like, I don't think so, bro. And I was like, ooh, shit, is some shit going to pop off? No. Seidel kind of cowered and backed away. And I was bummed out by that because I feel like Seidel's not that type of dude. Um, I feel like he'd probably fight anybody. It would probably run circles around him, most all of them. So that sort of sucked. Uh, I'm going to move on because this the whole front half of the show was disappointing. The, uh, the Riho-Britt-Baker match. <sighs> God. Uh, so, Riho actually probably should have won this thing, in my opinion. Um, Riho has been getting her ass beat consistently for weeks and still winning matches. She is so unbelievably talented. She is so tough. She's so little and, like, just, I mean, takes some of the craziest-looking bumps I've seen and makes it makes it look so good, and she's always – if there if there's a way to be eloquent in devastation 
it's it's Riho. Like she makes looking getting beat up like a, a ballet almost. You know what I'm saying? Her offense is kind of bad. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of her offense because she's little. It doesn't feel like she's really gonna hurt anybody. But the way that she can take a fucking punch, my God. I feel like she she could survive almost any situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, so this match for me, I mean, it was good. Uh, it it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted from this. I feel like I've seen better from both of them, and I feel like they've had a fight or two previously that that should have been more decisive. Um, as far as if you're gonna if you're gonna make Brit the dominant one, then have it be before. Uh, this it it didn't feel like the the drama that that was building up to this for months and months and months. Um, I was very disappointed in this show. So thankful though that I did not go in person because, as you guys know, it's in Charlotte, right down the street from me. Uh, thank God I didn't pay for those tickets because I would have been really bummed out. Yeah. Um, now, granted, I, I I understand they taped some dark stuff after the show. Um, but I, I feel like I, I would have felt ripped off leaving this. Not to mention, and I'm sorry if this if this pisses people off everywhere, but did you guys notice watching this show, nobody in the fucking crowd was wearing a mask? Was it just me? That's like, all sure. the shows. That's all the shows. All no, the show. It's not all we're, of them, we're, though. We're like, like the very, like, we're like 15% of the people that show up wearing masks. Yeah, but like when you guys were there, Jacksonville, like, there was a lot more masks than there were last night. Like, it was yeah, just probably it yeah. sort of sucked it hurt my feelings a little bit <laughs> to remind me that that's where i live um but i well, mean long Florida's story short, crazy so it's it's not a competition trust me if there's a competition <laughs> who cares less florida's proud of that so i mean listen the week for me was so so um i'm i'm pretty disappointed but at the same time shit could have been way worse I'm thankful that this isn't another network or a different company, I should say, because it probably would have been a lot worse. Uh, but I expect better from AEW. It's like we were saying last week, like they've set their standards so high for such excellent programming, excellent storylines, shit that brings you in and makes you wish that they were on every day. Um, and this, it was like, I could, I could have went without this whole week, uh, honestly. Um, other than maybe the Brian Danielson hangman match. And uh, what was the other one that I really liked? I don't even remember now. There was, there was one other thing. The this Kingston week one, was... maybe? No, uh, I don't know. But it, it, the fact that I can't remember, it says a lot. Um, it was bad. I'm, I'm, I love AEW so much. And this just wasn't a great week. There you go. Tammy. I feel the same way. I, I felt really like not encouraged this week. And it's my first week feeling this way in my less than one year of this. I felt like there was a lot of things that didn't make sense. They didn't come together or it just wasn't that it lost value in certain ways by who they chose to allow to win and in the ways that they won and so this was a dark week for me for AEW. So they're going to, they need a, to spend some time redeeming. And I'm sure we're not alone. Like there's got to be other people that feel this way. So I feel like I need to see some better shit going down the following weeks. I mean, 
these entertainment only exists because of the fans. So, you know, they need to listen. Um, so as far as the matches from the Battle of the Belts, I felt like ugh, Battle of the Belts was kind of like all lame, but like the whole week was lame. My only shining moment was really a couple of the cool dark things that we had, we had seen on Dark Elevation from the week before when we were there live that got aired this week. And I loved the the Danielson hang, hangman page kind of stuff. But Battle of the Belts felt completely unnecessary, made no sense, and didn't have a lot of value. That being said, there's still like great wrestlers and great matches. It just didn't feel like it was a Battle of the Belts thing. So the Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy, my notes go as follows. This still makes no sense. This one really pissed me off, actually. It still doesn't make sense to have a sub. Like, they should have rescheduled. COVID is everywhere right now. Every other person I know has it. We all get it and understand. Like, there's just no way around it. Even vaccinated and and um, boosted people are susceptible to this new variant. And, you know, if you just need to reschedule stuff, you should have plenty of other people in your stable to highlight for other things. Exactly. And that's, yeah. And that's what should have happened. But to like all of a sudden put somebody in that has nothing to do with anything. Again, it's another thing in the same exact week that may weaken the value of the titles. But the wrestlers, they don't get an option of that. They have to wrestle when they're called to wrestle. So this isn't a reflection of them as much as it is the people that plan these things. So the Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy, it didn't make any sense. And I felt bad for them because I don't think it made sense to them either. But here we all are. So, you know, I thought like Sammy was doing some fun showing off in the beginning Anne's dirty looks are a highlight. That was like kind of fun. Um, this was my least favorite outfit from Sammy at the moment that I wrote these notes. And this outfit. match feels meaningless yeah. in the big picture of things. But it, if it wasn't a battle of the belts, it would be excellent, actually. She didn't like the match. She didn't huh? like the neon yellow with the uh, okay. with the I didn't. And I will comment oh. on those. You know what? I didn't even notice. Normally, I, he's always like trunks, knee pads, and boots, though, right? That's but all it was. Like lime green leopard print. How did I not notice that? Okay, sorry, sorry. So I bring it up because there's somebody hired to help with these things, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And um, and you know, it seems shallow, but it's not. It all contributes to your visual your subconscious reading of people you know absolutely that's that is a huge part of the show is the visual presentation i agree so with i that comment on those things and maybe not other people might but i'm still going to because i i pay attention to those things the colors and the sensory issues that are happening affect me um crossroads by Guevara was wow so here i am in the middle of the match making notes thinking wow like this shit shouldn't have happened. It doesn't make sense, but wow, there's wow moments here. So that's good. And 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 Sammy's showing he's strong too by picking up Dustin. Do you remember that? Um, Fuego, what the fuck is going on? He came out of nowhere, and that was cray cray, the cray crazy table fall. 
you know, the lime green started growing on me, which I made a note of as I went on, like it's growing on me now. I kind of like it now. I hated it at the beginning and now here I am liking it. And these guys are selling this, the shit out of this nonsense that they've been thrown into. This is my notes. The plot, they, the plot twist, like they're, they're like doing this plot twist, which not, nobody expected like champions. I felt like they were both behaving like professionals and champions. And we knew yeah. Sammy would win, but damn, Sammy versus Daniel Garcia. I put fuck yes, I'm ready for this shit to go down. We all know how <laughs> I feel about fucking Garcia and we all know how I feel about Sammy. I want to see this shit happen. So it wasn't all bad. Was it battle of the belts and all this other stuff? No, but for what it was, if you just take the titles and all the backs shit that had happened that week, like if Cody has COVID, they should have just rescheduled. That was just stupid. Yeah, right. You know, but it's like the whole Cody thing, like with Sammy was stupid anyways, because I heard gossip that they took it from Sammy because of a lot of the gossip that was happening outside of AEW. I read it. No. Yes. And you know what? Yes. Like because of that, they felt that he didn't deserve the belt and they needed to give it to someone else. If somebody just, that's just a rumor. It's just just a rumor. rumor. Well, it was an AEW news. And if you have an AEW, if that's not true, just let us know. Um, Because that would be really fucked up. Because I, you know what? The last thing I want to care about is their fucking personal lives. You know what? I have to deal. I'm an advocate in my everyday life. And this is a place where I just want your character, <laughs> you know, to shine. So anyways, that's how I felt about that match. I thought it was actually great for a lot of reasons. If you took away all the other stuff and just left it on its own merit, it was great. Starks and Seidel match, I put Seidel should should be a superstar. He flips around like a Taekwondo acrobat from the circus. He's got great kicks. Um, He's much better than Starks. Who Starks, I don't have a bad or a good opinion about, so it's not, but I feel like Seidel like does his acrobats and kicks circles around Starks. and I thought the ending was a good setup for Wednesday Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante match, which I think will be really interesting because you're taking a strong man against a flyer. And I always like to see how they work those things out, you know, because it's two completely different things. But that's what's good is you want to see how different styles can, you know, crash against each other and who's going to make it out. Britain Rio, uh, I put my notes are getting tired about this rivalry. I'm really getting exhausted by it, but uh, great wrestling and Jamie keeps interjecting. Something's going on there. You know, there's just like more of that storyline. I like that Brit is fierce and, and, and unapologetic. I really appreciate that. And I think it's just perfect. And I put double foot stomping from Riho. Those are just the notes I made at the moment. So I don't know what was happening, but some double foot stomping from Riho. And I, Britt wins, good match. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I feel like we keep seeing them against each other. It was good that Brit, that there was some sort of resolution. Britt finally won. And I hope at that moment was the time we put that to bed and we can move on to other rivalries. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that too. Is my battle of the belts notes 
for this week. There you go. Well, uh, there's a, I, I still think that, you know, look, you've got to write content every week, for several different shows all the time. You're not going to hit a home run. We're also, gonna, we're also running into COVID issues, so you're not going to get a home run. Did they, make the, did they make the best decision on this? Probably not, but you know what? Um, the matches were good, but the meanings were, were hollow, and, and that's really what it, what it came down to. So what, go ahead, Tammy. Well, the last thing I want to say is I think you're giving a little too much credit because you're getting paid a gazillion dollars, like a good, good, good amount of money to put by these networks to put on these shows. And if you're a creative person, it really isn't that hard. I'm a creative person. I'm around a lot of, lot of other creatives. There's a lot of stories that you could do and, and make it like dynamic and interesting no matter what comes your way. So I think like you're thinking too small. Like if you're a professionals, you're on national TV, like really it isn't as hard as you think to be like come up with these like cool creative storylines. It could be done whether you have some people out from COVID or whatever else is going on. Trust me, I would have no problem coming up with interesting storylines with all this. And I am not just like a phenomenon in the world. There's other people. If you hire good story writers, you can, whatever comes your way, you could, you think on your feet and you come up with like cool, fun stuff. So I, I disagree with you. I think you're giving them too much credit and you're letting them off the hook. Just to that, I want to say this. AEW, like I've said in the past, is really good with long-term storytelling. They have stuff that's planned out for months and months and months. So in order to disrupt that and change something, it has to fit the general storyline that's going to come out over the next three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months, year, whatever it might be. However, I don't know that any of the matches that we saw at Battle of the Belts or on Rampage for that matter are things that matter in the long term. Um, so, yes, you do have a point. There are better ways to do these things. Uh, and, 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 and I feel that way, too. But also, I keep trying to remind myself, like, maybe there's some higher thinking here that I'm not aware of. Maybe there's something that I'm not privy to that I just, you know, maybe, maybe there's something we don't know about. Maybe there's an extra piece to these equations that we're not, we're not aware of. Um, and I want to give the benefit of the doubt because I love Tony Khan's booking. I love the way AEW has done things for the last three years. It's all been very, very good, especially by comparison when you look at other companies. If you look at the way other companies do things and it feels like it's all just slapped together bullshit and nothing really matters, there's no consequence, there's no, there's no real... Um, whatever the fucking word is for when shit's important. <laughs> uh, what, without that, I, I think this would have been a lot worse, honestly. Um, I don't think it was a terrible job, but, no. but there is part of me that's like, I wish this could have been better. I just, I, I honestly, I don't know how it could have been. I don't know what I would have done differently. You know what I mean? Um, but, but yes, there is that, that, element of disappointment i'm just trying to play devil's advocate right now like look maybe they got into a weird situation 
where we have this plan. It's supposed to go three, four, five, six months, three, four, five, six weeks, even, especially when you throw like the stuff with Lucha Bros in, um, where you've got this random injury, you throw things like Cody in where we we don't really know that it's COVID. I mean, there's speculation that it is, but it's not confirmed. And with AEW, they're normally pretty honest. Like, you know, yeah, so-and-so has COVID. They've tested yeah. positive, whatever. They test regularly. It's not like other companies. Um, I want to give the benefit of the doubt here. I want to say maybe this was just a bad week. Yeah. Because we all expect so much from these guys and girls uh, mm-hmm. who, who bring these stories together and make, you know, they take us away from our real lives. And when reality fucking hits them in the face, we can't be too upset when they don't deliver. Well so said. for any well new said. listeners, any new watchers, anybody who's not really paying attention to AEW, I just want to say we're not shitting on the product. Mm-mm. We're just not super excited about what's happened in the last week. But up until then, everything was going pretty good. And I still have really high hopes for the rest of the year. I think that once we bounce back from whatever's currently happening, it's going to be all right. Um, I'm hoping for better. I'm trying to mentally prepare for the worst. Uh, I hope everybody else does the same. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that. I think that's great words to end on. Absolutely. That was perfect. And with that note, I want to thank everybody who's uh, tuned in and listened. Uh, We've got some good things. We're actually planning some good things in the future coming around here. And um, uh, keep listening. Spread the word. If you're listening, please tell some friends. And uh, we just love doing it. And we just and we hope you enjoy it too as well. To everybody, y'all have a good week. We're looking forward to talking talking about uh, next week and see how things play out and uh, and how the storylines go through. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. <laughs>